What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Roski, the longest-running episodic program here in the Manosphere on YouTube. Do me a favor, hit that like button in the building. And we got a great show today. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. This is going to be a tough one for y'all if you're new here to the Coach Gang. Yes. We're going to talk about the bitter baby mama syndrome. Why your mama lied to you about your daddy. All right, why your mama lied to you about your daddy? And that's you. All right, we're going to talk about this, man. This is going to be a great episode. Uh, maybe if we have time, we might bring some people up that might want to talk about how they've been alienated from their kids. And we're going to talk about some great, great subject matter right here. So viewer discretion is advised. You have been warned that this show does not promote hate or harm from any person related to their gender, relationship status, race, or class, and particularly single mamas too. All right, we don't, tell, we don't hate on single mothers. I was born of a single mother, and my mama's black. All right, she black. Yes, she is. And uh, we promote healthy choices, specifically in men's lifestyle, finances, and in emotional relationships out here. And we want men to be making good judgments out here. And shout out to the legacy ninjas in the building that want to be able to have their own kids. Oh, man, this is going to be an interesting show. This is going to be an interesting show. We're going to go in on this one. Today, we're talking about the anatomy of the bitter baby mama. These are the topics today. I'm not going to go on to any other topics. We're going to get right to it. And we're going to talk about the anatomy of the bitter baby mama and the Debbie daddy. We got we to gotta acknowledge the Debbie daddies. We are all Debbie daddies out here. Shout out to the real Debbie daddies out here. Um, we're also going to acknowledge where this came from, where the system came from, and where the court of public opinion has landed and how women use the court of public opinion to paint the fathers in a negative light. And of course, now fathers are using the court of opinion, public opinion to highlight the fact that people know that uh, men are being alienated from their kids. Let me just say this right up front. Let me just say this right up front. Yes. Despite the fact what, that you might disagree with the content of today's show, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be a 100% truth. And this will put things in perspective as you brace to hear these facts. This is the truth. Everybody in America knows at least one bitter baby mama. Did you hear me? Everybody in America knows at least one bitter baby mama. And I'm going to tell you, many of those that know at least one, most of you guys know a lot of baby mamas. But the ones that, that know one, I want you to keep that one person in mind. And I want you to keep in mind how much you've checked that person for their actions, how many times you try to get this bitter baby mama off of her block? How many times you said, well, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. How many times you knew one of your family members was alienating, literally keeping the child away from the father, and you said nothing? You said idly by. As a matter of fact, you may have indeed helped the bitter baby mama keep a child away from a father. You might have assisted, meaning you might have kept custody of the kid. You might have babysitted. You might have known the mom was out of town and you kept the kid at your house. You didn't say anything to the dad. Okay, you said nothing to no one else. You knew what was at stake here. You knew you might have picked up the school, the kid from school every day just to uh, avoid the mother being exposed as using the custody against the father, right? 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 You said, I'll pick your kid up. Don't worry. I'll pick your kid up from the bus stop. I'll pick your kid up from school. I'll keep your kid over until five o'clock until you get off of work. 
Huh? I'll pick your kid up after after school daycare. You might have done these things and you did these things. And what you've done is participated. You aided and abetted. You've aided and abetted in the baby mama syndrome. You are a active participant in the bitter baby mom syndrome. So what we're going to do here, because if it were the father, if it were the father many times, many times you will find women that pay some deadbeat daddy's child support. Yes, listen, but that dude's piping down that woman, mostly a white woman. Mm. Yes, you can get white women to pay off your child support. All right, you just put that thing on her. Or you put that thing on her, you reach all the way up inside of the whoop, all the way to the esophagus, she'll pay off your child support. She'll pay your child support. She'll keep you clean out of jail. <laughs> Some of your bitty ba bitter baby mamas was your mama. Oh, damn. Some of the baby, and Ed just said it. Some of the bitter baby mamas was your mama. Oh, are you ready for that discussion, gentlemen and ladies? Oh, man, this is going to be an interesting thing, <laughs> All right? This is going to be an interesting conversation, by the way. To let your voice be heard, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App. Vimo, Vimo is Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And it's pinned to the top of the live chat of the Free Agent Lifestyle channel because of the, this is the realest show on YouTube. And you are in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the Notorious One, the Notorious One CGA, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Lenny, and the prognosticator Coach Radamus. You in here with the realest. Edutainment on YouTube. Okay, by the way, hit the like button. But if you want to let your voice be heard, do those things. And, and, and as such, you don't have super chat capabilities over here because they'd be watching me. New, 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 new world order. Also, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel if you wish. I appreciate you guys with the contributions. Let, the, let your voice be heard. Okay, don't be scared. Don't be scared. All right, listen, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. We got Stony Montana, Stony Montana. He says, what's up? What up to the Yob Mob? He says, in the Trey Yang <laughs> gang, he says, I got barbecue rib tips on the menu. Indeed. It's barbecue in there. Trey Yang. <laughs> right. I can't say that. Pause. Mm. Anytime I say that, I got to say pause. All right. Because I don't want no Trey Yang on me. This is terrible. Reprehensible. We got XL Pro Services back in here. He says, coach, gang, yang. That's what we say. Gang, gang. We got PayPal. PayPal love for some reason. Uh, what's going on here? What's going on here? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, PayPal gang in, in the building. Gang, gang. All right. No action right now. No biggie. Not many people in here. I'm not worried about it. Uh, we will get some brothers and sisters in the building. And shout out to the sisters in the building. You know, one, one sister says she left the comment. They watched the show religiously. Shout out to them. And um, it says uh, her and her kids watch my show religiously. Shout out to all the children that watch me. Your parents are telling you, listen to this man. And you're like, I don't want to listen to him. He's ugly. He's bald. He's got no neck. And he got gray beard. All right. And he's ugly. And his, his arms don't match his legs. Mm. <laughs> and he's got five of the six sixes. He'll never have the six. Mm. All right. <laughs> And he looked like my daddy. Is that my daddy? Anyway. <laughs> where do I come up with this shit? Right? Where do I come up with stuff? Anyway, uh, what are we doing here? He'll make it. Oh, so she said, she said, um, she said the daughter doesn't like me, but the son likes me. Shout out to the son of that woman. All right. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to the son of that woman. I'm Pepe. 
Definitely is the pappy. All right, look, let's get into the day show. Get into the day show. Uh, oh, Anatomy of the Deadbeat. Let's get into this one. This is going to be interesting. Here it is, uh, Anatomy of the Bitter Baby Mom and the Deadbeat Dad. Let's take you through a time machine real quick of a time's past where the Deadbeat Dad was a real deal, man. There was a problem with Deadbeat Dads. You know, a lot of a lot of, a lot of daddies, a lot of daddies was hooked on that Heron. You know what I mean? That Heron. You know, if you ain't from the hood, you don't know that Heron. All right, so what happened was, this is what happened, and this is just drunk history. A lot of men were able to skirt the law and not be put on child support. All right, child support was made for men who were not taking care of their responsibilities. And essentially, a lot of men went to wars, right? You had the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and then that did a little bit of a, a damage to a lot of people. And of course, you had the Civil Rights Acts, 64 and then you have uh, the breakdown of the family, the rewarding of the woman for keeping the father out of the house and so forth and so on. Dudes came back from Vietnam on that blue magic, that hair on, you know, why no shit, you know? And then the women were trying to do good, raise families and brothers was just knocking a woman, right? That's that's just, that's kind of the story. Uh, fathers were trying to be around, but it was much more feasible for those men to be booted out of the house or at least out of the house when the inspector came through the design of the you-know-what, you know? New, 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 new world order. And so we have ideas like Papa was a rolling stone where even he let his hat what is home. And when he died, all he left us was alone. You know, this whole thing. But then what tended to happen is uh, we started to see what the system was. And there was a song called Mr. Welfare Man. All right, people started to pick up on it and said, wait a minute, mate. Maybe, in fact, these guys aren't deadbeat daddies. It is, in fact, that the women are addicted to the welfare man. And so Gladys Knight and the Pips, minus the E, the silent E for pipe pips. All right. Gladys Knight and the Pips had a song called Mr. Welfare Man, which is on the soundtrack of a movie called Claudine. All right. Featuring James Earl Jones. And this movie was about a mother, a single mother, a mother of six in Harlem in the projects. She done got knocked up six damn times. This is back when black women used to get knocked up. All right, they don't get knocked up no more because they got a career and all that. So I could focus on my career. Or they early terminate the pregnancy, but that's neither here nor there. My mama black. But the song Mr. Welfare was about um, was about women being um, being pushed to get on welfare. But the welfare man was no good. It was no good to the community as a such. Even in the 1970s, Gladys Knight had the song, the Mr. Welfare Man, it was warning against using the welfare system. How it was actually the breakup of the family. It's going to be cause of the break. So the Debbie dad turned into the Mrs. Mr. Welfare Man, essentially the, the welfare uh, queen, the welfare queen. So now you got a mix of people that are incentivized for being on welfare and kicking the father out and then the original Debbie. So we grew up with Debbie dads and so So there was a mix. But then... But then this happened. This happened. We have it all the way, all the way over into uh, the dad is the bad guy again. And this is a 80s and 90s things. Obviously, we have the talk shows, which I'm going to show you a clip. And then we had songs like WC in the Mad Circle, F My Daddy. And I'm going to just tell you, do not Google that. <laughs> do not Google that and look at the images. Just so you know, you were warned. If you're at work, do not do this. Because it was going to be something else came up and I was quite shocked. But <laughs> F my daddy 
and I say it, F my daddy, it's F-U-C-K, my daddy, is basically saying, you know, my daddy was a wino, he was a psycho, he, he used to do this, he used to beat on us, the abusive daddy, all right, the abusive daddy, all right, and then you had the, um, the Tupac, dear mama, all right, dear mama on the other side, where mama could do no wrong, even she was a crack fiend mama, and then she was a black queen mama, so in our culture, we have this uh, degenerate idea of the father, where the father was always wrong and the mother was always right. Even when the father tries, he didn't try hard enough. And even when the mother was a failure, it was still dear mama. My mama's the queen, no matter what. All right, now let's take that into the talk show era, which I know the picture here is not good, but I want you to listen. This is an episode of Ricky Lake. Anybody remember Ricky Lake? I found an episode of Ricky Lake in which we're just going to play the intro of her talking about Debbie dads. Now I want you to listen to some of these because some of the dads are trying to be involved. And this is where we're going to go in. Why people consider men Debbie dads. We play into this. We allow the bitter baby mom to make believe that this is a Debbie dad when in fact it's not. And then she's going to talk about, we need to set these Debbie daddy straight. Let's go ahead and listen to it. The picture is bad. So I'll keep it small. All right, no sound. Give myself the buzzer. I was into it, too. I was watching. I was like, yo, I hate when sound uh, uh, stream yard does this. I hate when they do that. One week I can use this this tab and then the next week I can't. So let's go back. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, let's go back. My bad. My bad. Let's get into it. The fathers on today's show are called hateful, lying, deadbeat dads and their kids' mothers say they are not going to take it anymore. Listen to this. The father of my twins is such a deadbeat. He doesn't even take care of the kids. If he doesn't step up, I'm going to ask him to sign over all rights. I never see my kids because that means I have to see my ex. I want to have a relationship with my kids, but not her. My baby's father is such a deadbeat. He's never even met our child. It seems that he cares more about his other baby's mom than he does our own child. I'm a great father to my other two kids, and the only reason why I haven't seen this one is because my ex won't let me. And through all the screaming and accusations, the ones who are suffering the most are the children who have been neglected, lied to, and let down every single day of their lives. Before this hour is up, we will put these deadbeat dads right into the line of fire and see if we can turn them around and make them take responsibility for their kids. Because you're a deadbeat dad and it's time you knew. Step up today. Your kids need you. Now, this is the type of programming. <laughs> this is the type of programming. <laughs> Ladies, now, this is what you guys sound like. My daddy's, my baby daddy's a deadbeat. Bruh, like, what in the world? Wait a minute. Who are you? So, what we heard was the guys didn't say they were deadbeats. They were like, well, I'm trying to be uh, a father. But she wants me to be in a relationship. And I don't want to see her. She makes things complicated. And... Um, I do want to take care of my kids, but she won't let me. The, the dad's like, I'm trying. 
I'm trying. The women were like, he ain't there. He ain't never seen the kids. He a deadbeat. He left. He gave up his parental rights. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Hold up. And then Ricky, like, we got to put these deadbeat daddies to task. Like, what? Dude, this is absolutely despicable. Wait a minute. Who are you? Now, daytime TV allowed women to believe that they can just take custody of the kid, restrict custody, make it tough for the father. And then when the father says, well, I ain't going to put up with this shit, they had no legal recourse. Then all of a sudden they were a deadbeat dad. So uh, people can paint dudes in a deadbeat dad and believe it because this is what you see on daytime TV. Okay. How about that? All right. So now that's the anatomy of the deadbeat dad. Now let, let's see here. Uh, child support really started cracking down on men and particularly men who didn't pay their child support. So at one particular point, they couldn't do so many things to uh, make them pay. But then they started adding the things illegally, like ruining credit, driver's license. Um, and dudes were probably going around saying they weren't paying child support. And so that's what got the child support people cracking. They actually did an episode, I believe, on, um, on the news somewhere in the early 90s, early 90s. And I might have to search this up where dudes were like, yep, I ain't paying my child support, forget it, and all this stuff. So what happened was when that came out, just like, you know, uh, stuff in the red pill, when that came out, agencies, collection agencies, a.k.a. child supports, cracked down on men. Okay, it cracked down on men heavy because dudes were admitting that they're not taking any responsibility nor paying any child support. So what that did was ramp up this assault on men, meaning men who wanted to have custody, and then, um, and then essentially... Uh, put child support on everybody. Everybody was a deadbeat daddy. Whether you had custody of your kids or not, you were a deadbeat daddy. So the enforcement increased significantly around the early 90s, all right, when men were bragging about not paying child support. Now, that's the deadbeat daddy and the bitter baby mama. Now, let's get into this here. What we're going to do is we're going to break this down, and I have um, symptoms of the, the bitter baby mom. Some things you will see that the bitter baby mom will do. Sometimes you're complicit in, sometimes you're aiding and abetting. Sometimes you're watching, witnessing. Sometimes you see your family members doing it, your friends. Sometimes you assist them in doing it. They might say, hey girl, come over here and pick up my kid while my baby, my baby daddy coming over here. And then you'll go over there, run. Okay, girl, I'll be there. And then you'll take the kid away and then, or the simp enforcer. We're going to talk about that. You'll act as a simp enforcer. Oh, my, my, I got a child support hearing. My baby daddy can be, he's going to be there. And I'm a little scared. Can you show up? Okay. That's how you aid in the bed of bitter baby mama, right? You become complicit. You, 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 uh, you become part of it and you think you're doing a good thing, but you don't even know the other side of the story. Okay. So here it is. Bitter baby mom. The, the first couple of symptoms that they're going to use. And then we're going to talk about breakdown with video proof. Mm, we already know about Debbie dads. We've heard it of. For the last 40 years. I mean, we have it in music. We have it in movies. We have it in the courts. We have it on TV shows. Trust me, if you want me to cover the other side, I mean, I really don't have to. We, we get it. There's deadbeat daddies. But we're also going to break down the steps that the deadbeat, the bitter baby mama uses. The steps. And we're going to give you video evidence. Hit that like button. Hit that like button. So number one, they're going to do here. The One of the symptoms is that they're going to use the child as a weapon. You heard that in the Ricky Lake clip. So they're going to say something like, well, if it's uh, uh, if, you, if you're not with me, then you can't see your kid or the last time you're going to see your kid is with this school picture or uh, they'll make it complicated. Right. They may use litigation, which we'll get to. They may make you fight. So if a baby mother to me, a bitter baby mother is a mother 
who gets to uh to the negotiation of the custody of children and it's not 50 percent okay that's a gonna be bitter baby mama so once you break up and the custody is discussed if it's not 50 50 off the rip you automatically are a bitter, bitter baby mama blah, blah, blah. you're a bitter baby mama automatic because you have to then prove why he should not have custody right so if he is saying i want custody and you say nope and then make him fight for it you are automatically a bitter bitter baby it's automatic like there's no discussing now if the father says i want no parts of you or these badass kids then automatically he a deadbeat daddy i mean it's automatic it's automatic he a deadbeat daddy he says screw you and these kids and he splits now if he does that after litigation, he is not an automatic deadbeat dad. He just washed his hands of the situation. So are we running? We're doing this now. So using the children as a weapon is a symptom of a bitter baby mama. Okay. The second thing she'll do is she'll try to make decisions unilaterally. All right. Which is against what people could call the uh, joint legal custody. She'll try to figure out how to usurp or get the joint legal custody to the point where she gets to make the decision. She gets to say, well, I don't feel comfortable with the child doing this, going to the child's father's house. I don't feel comfortable with the kid doing this. I want to make this medical decision. I want to give him the poke. I think I need to protect my child from this. That is a bitter baby mom because nowhere in parentage does one parent make things decisions unilaterally unilaterally if they try to remove the decision making from the father that is automatically a bitter baby mama all right because they're not thinking long term automatic it's automatic listen we have to make things black and white we have to make things black and white don't tell me well he smokes weed and he sells crack okay well let's put the accountability back in your lap did he sell crack and smoke weed when you fornicated with him okay all right, let's start. Let's start. Don't say he can't make legal decisions, but he can put pipe in your uh, he can put pipe in your your orifices. We're not going to do this today. <laughs> you a bitter baby mama when you try to take legal custody away from the father. OK, now, number three, she plays the victim. You know how it goes. Anytime there's a victim playing portion of this, meaning you do try to find other people to help you out i'm just trying i'm trying all right you basically basically chose the struggle all right the struggle didn't choose you you chose the struggle and you're like i'm trying and i did this and i took custody away but i'm broke and i can't make rent my rent is due he don't help with the bills your rent's due motherfucker you are automatically a bitter baby mama automatic it's it's there's no if ands about uh buts about it because i would say why can't you get another job and have custody over to the father they be like Nope. <laughs> Wait a minute. So instead of giving custody to the father, which opens up opportunities for you to get another job, you're not going to get another job because you're going to have to give custody to the to the baby daddy that that automatically goes to the baby daddy. You don't want to do that, right? Nope. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. You are automatically a bitter baby mama because there doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. We got to cut right to the chase. We got to peel it. We got to peel it back to the white meat today. The next thing is the use of um, inter, uh, they involve the courts or any referees, okay? We're going to talk about that in detail. But this type of manipulation is 
She knows she's wrong. She knows she's she's a she knows she's wrong. She knows she's using the child as a weapon, but she can't make sense of it when you're talking together because you're like, wait a minute, why do you have more custody? And you're broke. <laughs> Wouldn't it make sense for you to get a night job? No, I'm taking you back for child support. And so you have these disagreements where she wrong as hell and she's making you fight and then then, then try to put her paw out and get money from you. But then what happens is uh, she can't no longer defend herself. So she gets referees. Referees can be teachers, school teachers. It could be coaches. It could be psychologists or psyche, uh, crazy ass psychologists. <laughs> Pseudo psychologists, court appointed attorneys, attorneys and court appointed attorneys and uh, CPS judges and, and all that. She must get somebody else involved because her shit, her argument is so shitty. <laughs> she can't she can't stand on any fertile ground. So that's going to be, yeah, the next one. Now, the next step of this is a symptom is simp enforcer. The simp enforcer must be involved. So uh, the courts are, and the referees are one thing, but the courts and the referees can't be around all the time. So simp enforcer has to be there. This could be a boyfriend. This could be a parent, her parent, right? Her monster-in-law. It could be a male figure, uh, a guy from her job that she didn't already poison her brain. Oh, yeah, he's already done this to the kids. He beat them up. He kicks them. He pushes them down the stairs, and this guy's getting enraged. He's hulking up like Hulkamania so that the first time he sees you, right, he sees you, he wants to he wants to put you out your misery. He believes everything she said. So the simp enforcer is definitely going to be put into play, okay? Oh, a pastor can be the simp enforcer as well. Yeah, that can also involve the pastor as a as a um as a referee. If a woman puts referees in between you and your child, she a bitter baby mama. <laughs> like that's look, we have to have automatics. We have to have automatics. If they all automatically put somebody in between you and your child, and you and her, and you her and your child, bitter baby mama, it's automatic. Mm. I don't. I mean, why would you do that? Why would you do that unless? I mean, you would allow the courts to say this per parent should not be involved with the child. Why then put all these referees? Okay. Next thing is she destroys the child or makes the child's adult life difficult, meaning the transition, this is going to be called, she has no plan for them. So all of her life is being spent keeping children away from fathers, but there's no plan for when they become an adult. Right. You're hoping she's hoping that she's alienated them enough. And we'll have a clip for that, that the child wants nothing to do with the father when the, the child becomes an adult. Now, the child becomes an adult at legally at 18. So between 18 and when the father dies, which could be 65, 70, 75, 80, and the, ch the, the child is 18 to 60, the child can be poisoned enough. To not be involved with the father forever. This is when we call daddy issues. This is where we saw 50 cents. Uh, uh, son act that way. Now the mother then removes herself. She excuses herself. After she's done the terrorism. After she's done the abusing. She excuses herself. She plays the background. This is when Kel Mitchell's daughter takes the lead. Hands the baton off to the kid. And the kid continues the alienation. Not only to them as an adult. 
But to their children, once the kid starts having children, once the kid starts getting married, the father is still alienated. And this happened when um, this happened when uh, not offset take off, take off the rapper, take off the rapper died. The father was alienated from takeoff early on into his childhood. And then when the father realized that takeoff died, he wanted to show up to the funeral. He wanted to show up. He wanted to show up and be a part of it. But since they were alienated so long, they didn't want the father to even participate in the funeral. This is how deep the alienation goes. This is how deep the alienation goes. Okay, so it does, it does go into effect as the kid becomes an adult. All right, so anyway, we about to get it today. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Not many people will talk to you about these issues. Am I on the number one? Oh, no, that was number one. <laughs> All right, that was number one. Ah, and if you're looking to have children, I want you to ask yourself, have you heard of a parental alienation? Have you heard of a bitter baby mama? Perhaps before you've had children, have you aided and abetted uh, a bitter baby mama? Maybe meaning a woman you dated or a family member, a cousin, a sister. And then later on, Later on in your life, that karma is going to come back and visit your doorstep. And then you are going to be on the other side of that. Potentially, if you're in the black community, there's an 80% chance you'll be on the other side of this. Okay. If you're in the other communities, there's 50, 50, 50, 60% chance that you'll be a victim of this as well. But if you want to have children, if you want to have children, I suggest you listen up. And if you're a melanated brother and you want to have children, I suggest you listen up. Because this is highly, highly, um, Common in the black community. <laughs> okay. All right. Shout out to Deshaun Rolls. Hey, coach, I'm listening from home and taking notes tonight. Oh, man. This is going to be one of those episodes where not a lot of people are going to be here because not many people's interested. But this one is going to have so much facts and details and evidence that it's hard to even dispute what I'm talking about. And I don't want to hear about what about the daddies. We already been talking about the daddies for 50 years. Okay, yes, there's some Debbie daddies out there. Again, you chose that guy, and just like we chose the bitter baby mom, but sometimes the symptoms of the bitter baby mom doesn't show up until the relationship ends. But your punk, your punk-ass baby daddy, he been a punk-ass baby daddy from the rip. So anyway. Newski says, my mom kept me from my dad when he was in the military. I don't remember much from that time, but I remember that, and I never got the money he said he sent to her but it's all love. Well, that's going to be very common. We're going to talk about that when we talk about what's her plan. When we get to what's her plan, you guys are going to get a real indication and you're going to find out your mama, your baby mama, many times your mama, but your baby mama had absolutely no plan for you other than to alienate you from the father. That, that was her only plan for you. And this is in general. There are some others that take on, uh, some, there are some others who get lucky and they have Kevin Durant or Zion Williamson. Okay, <laughs> there are some others who get lucky, but normally the mother has no plan. All right, none. All right, shout out to Mr. Rizzo. I'll call you coach, found a chick from the junior college, brought her home, washed her up. And he says, and when we got to hooking up, she told me she had a boyfriend that knew she was about to smash with me, wanted to take the Jimmy hat home with him. Wait, to him? Oh, hell no. Wait, he wanted to take the Jimmy hat home to you? What? These chicks are in these street 
with simp boyfriends now. We always tell these guys. In these streets. Oh, my Lord. Wow. You taking home. Oh, my God. But anyway. You take it home to Jimmy to the boyfriend. Guys, there's some simp boyfriends out here. I want you to realize that when you're out in the, the, the real world, the blue pill world, the matrix, and you're seeing these couples, you're like, well, that looks like a little couple. That looks like a nice couple. And you're like, look at him. He got a recessed chin. And he got a girlfriend. And look at this guy. He a midget. And he got a girlfriend. And look at this guy. He fat and old and bald. He got a girlfriend. And you're like, what's wrong with me? Dude, you don't know what they doing when they get to the crib. You don't know what kind of situation they got. And she looks good and attractive, dude. She could be using this dude like a damn uh, uh, wet nap and then literally be like, I'm going to smash who I want to smash. You don't know. <laughs> it's all a simulation. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of soy boys in here that will take it. Trust me. I got I got I got several mess that I mess with that got boyfriends at the crib. <laughs> all right. I'll be sending them home with that thing. stinking. Go ahead. Go ahead back in there. Jump in that shower with your boyfriend sitting there like, damn. And she come in with her legs and knees shaking and quivering. Daddy put it on me. Yeah, daddy put it on on me. Now you got to lay in bed. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Loud pockets. I can't help it. I look good, smell good, and can dance all night long. Woo. Yeah, man. I know. So I said be careful with the blinky. Yeah, they dudes be getting. Dudes are weird, man, these days. Okay, we got a couple more super chats. Shout out to Act Words. Peace, coach. He says, you stay having me laughing and learning at the same time. It's funny because it's true. You know it is out here. I'm not happy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's what we do here. We, this, is the, this is the best edutainment. We entertain and we hit you with the truth right between your eyes. Pause. Richard K says, Coach, have you ever watched Tackling Debbie Dads on YouTube? <laughs> what is that? So they're tackling Debbie Daddies. Is that when they set them up and tell them they got Alabama game tickets and they show up? Tackling Debbie Daddies. Have you ever seen the tackling drills where the moms have to come to practice and the, the, the Pop Warner kids have to tackle all they straggle-daggle mamas on the, the pads? Where the daddies at? John Angelo. John Angelo. John Angelo. Coach, I offered my baby mama Terrace money for our children to see her more, but she refused. She'd rather see me do uh, supervised visitation. He says, don't have kids. Any woman that has supervised visitations on their baby daddy and they went to court for that, you automatically a bitter baby mama. I don't know how in the hell you got to that. All right. You went into court. No, your honor. Supervised visitations only. That's all I'm giving him. What? Dude, I swear to God. I, I swear. Dude, what is the point of that? That's you talk about a control freak. He also says, also, I've I've been in our daughter's life since she was born. I was the first one to hold her. I also had her almost every day. Okay. And um, wait, you've been in their lives since they were born. You mean now they have visitations now? Oh, so now and then they put you on visitations. That's just that's terrible. That's terrible. All right, let's get the, back to the show here. Thank you for these contributions. This one's going to hit hard. This one's going to hit hard. So now we're going to take you to the step-by-step -step order. And some, the order can change of how the baby, bitter baby mama excommunicates the father out of the life. This is what we're going to call, he, she makes life difficult for the father. And then when the father skedaddles. 
All right. The father skedaddles. He he is now labeled as he left. All right. And so in her mind, you left and you simply moved or you simply was like, I can't put up with this. You simply is like, all right, I'm going to just go get a second job. We're going to show you clips of women who when the father said, I got to get a second job, I got to work overtime. She used that as saying he abandoned his parentage. You cannot make this shit up. He wouldn't help with the kid because they'll be like, okay, why don't the father help with the kid? Well, he wouldn't help. He had extra job to do. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, bro. Like, that got to be some, that's some evil shit. That's some evil shit. Oh, he left. Oh, why did he leave? Well, he got another job. He, he moved to another city. Wait a minute. That's not leaving. <laughs> that would be moving for a job. He did not leave, but they say, well, he left. He, he, for what, the, what women believe is you forfeit your parentage. If you just say, fuck it, I'm not going to fight no more. Mm. Oh, you're not going to fight. Well, you forfeit no parentage for you. <laughs> you're like that. That's going to be a step here. Just watch and listen. I have video evidence to prove what I'm talking about. And no, this is not exception to the rule bullshit. So first thing they're going to do. First thing they're going to do is litigation. If your baby mother or ex-wife uses any litigation against you and tries to turn custody in a situation where you have already established custody and you're trying to do your parentage, she sees a mistake, she takes you in. This is automatically a bitter baby mama automatically now i can see one time you know what i mean my kid was arrested shoplifting doritos and it was in the custody of the father and then he kicked them in the nuts all right okay let me see what hard right, uh, maybe we should have a meeting but every time something happens if they run to court this is a bitter baby mama there's nothing you can do because the courts love it but they sometimes put the woman in the place sometimes they don't sometimes no issues resolve sometimes they say well both the parents love each other blah 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 okay excessive litigation is also a problem which is basically a term it's a legal term you can actually sue someone for excessively litigating against you if they continue to bring you in on a six-month basis on a yearly basis and they keep bringing you in and nothing happens meaning there's no custody nothing happens you can sue them for excessive litigation. Okay, now the regular courts, which would be the judicial courts, there's something that you can do to protect yourself. Like if somebody keeps suing you, if your neighbor keeps suing you every year, you can sue them back for excessive litigation because what typically, typically happens is they're forcing you, they're trying to bleed you dry. So every time something comes up, it's a $20,000 issue. It's a $40,000 issue. And because the other side knows that, they're trying to use that against you to trump up your charges, right? Now, in, in the administrative court, which is the family court, there's really no recourse for excessive litigation unless it's really you can prove it, right? You can prove it. And I've seen a case where the custody, the mother lost custody of the father uh, of the children. The mother lost custody of the children because she excessively litigated, okay? Somebody says vexation litigation is a term vexatious litigation is a term you if they take you back every year you can go to the court and be like look listen i give up 
I can't pay $30,000 every time this woman has a problem. Every time she has a problem, it's costing me 5, 10, 15, 20, time off of work. This is excessive. And you might be able to shift custody over. Okay. He said it five times. So you're paying for the kid just because this woman, and this is a strategy. They want to take you in to disrupt you, disrupt your parenting, disrupt your finances, disrupt your work, disrupt your everything. This is what a bitter baby mama does because she has nothing else going on. And every little thing needs litigation. Every little thing needs the courts. This is excessive litigation. And then you also have the temporary restraining order, the usage of the TRO. Many times a temporary restraining order needs very little evidence. Thus, it couldn't disrupt your custody. If somehow you spit in the wind and it hit her in the face, sometimes you threw her child support $100 in nickels and dimes, and somehow one of the dimes hit her in the, in the noggin. Um, you know, you, you disrupted a custody battle. Uh, she felt threatened. You have firearms in the house. We're going to see these. There's going to be videos of these uh, temporary restraining on. I feel threatened. My kid's unsafe. This is a litigation, and th this, this um, leads to bitter baby mama, okay? Now, let me show you something here. Let me show you something. Let's show you a video, and I promise, hopefully, that the sound will work. <laughs> we're going to show you a custody exchange. We haven't going to get to custody exchange yet, but we're going to show you, which would be evidence of a baby mother terrorist, what we call bitter baby mother today, intentionally inflicting a lot of things upon this child. And many people will not feel bad about the woman. Now, if it's if the father was doing this, there would be people tackling the father. But let's go ahead and roll the film. And remember, bitter baby mamas could be any race, any class, any, any whatever, any income. Any race, any size, any class. We don't just talk about the black women. We don't talk about there's white women that do this. There's Asian women that do this. And sometimes there's these people who have been with black men. It seems like black men. Uh, it's easiest. Let me just say this. It's easiest to portray black men as Debbie dads because there's always already a stigma about black men being Debbie dads. So if you're messing with women of other races, they're going to use that against you quicker. All right, quicker than they would a white guy. This is just my interpretation. So if you mess with women of other races, they're going to use the Debbie Daddy scenario against you because people are more likely to believe it. Now, let's go ahead and, oh, I didn't mean to remove that. Let's see here. So this is a woman here on a custody exchange. Let's see if we can get this larger. That's what she said. And um, you see there's a black child here. There's two children. She's supposed to let the child go to the father. And I want you to watch every hoop and hurdle she jumps through to prevent it. Let's play it. <laughs> you got two baby daddies. Be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. 
She can, you, they can call the cops. It's okay. You, you can call. You don't have to be. Stop telling him those things. Now, one thing that we will know is that uh, what they'll say is, uh, and they'll do this shit with a straight face. They'll do this with, and by the way, I'm not trying to make you mad at women today. They'll do this shit with a straight ass face <laughs> looking like this. Not only that, when you try to interject, if you don't, if you, if you somehow get triggered and somehow start cursing, or you say you're going to call the police, they'll say you're hurting them. You're hurting the child. And they're literally hurting the child. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're in the middle of hurting the child. They're in the middle of damaging the child. They're in the middle of threatening the child. And then you say something like, don't worry, I'll record you. Why are you recording me? You're abusing me. You're intimidating me. You're, And they're in the middle of terrorizing you. <laughs> they're in the middle of traumatizing the child. They're in the middle of alienating and psychologically abusing the child. They're, they're in the act of doing it. You stand up for yourself and they say, don't say that. You're hurting the kids. You need to worry about the kids. Guys, this is bitter baby mom shit. And they do this shit like crazy. And nobody calls them out for it. Matter of fact, everybody feels bad for the mom because they believe that the, the she owns the kids. <laughs> like, look at this. Look at, look, look, guys, you had sex with this woman. <laughs> look at this woman's face right here. Look at this right here. You see this? Hold on. Let's make it bigger. She's in the middle of abusing the child. And she's asking the child, does he want water? We know what the child needs. She's going home. We're going home. Say bye to daddy. I don't care what the custody schedule says. If you're going to say, nope, sorry, kid. It's not your dad's custody time. You're a bitter baby mama. Period. Automatic. It's a slam dunk. Now, let's go ahead and play it again here. Let's play it again. And what 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 people want to do is then put the kids in the middle of it. Where do you want to go? And the kids, I was well, hold on a second. All right, so she already acknowledged. What are you recording it for? To protect myself. See, the biggest the biggest weapon for men is to record these demons, record these abusers, record them in the act. And even when you record them, they will play the victim. They will tell you to stop recording. They will knock the phone out your hand. They will play the victim. They'll start getting the simp enforcers. They'll start saying you threatened them before you started the video. What are you recording it for? Here we go. So this, we got to know what body language is. So this is um, typically a bitter baby mama will do something like this. Now, it seems innocent, but what she's doing is keeping the kid away from you physically. This is, this, this is synonymous with restraining the kid so the kid doesn't go to you. This could be as innocent as the kid sitting on the mother's lap at, the, at a common event. You go to your kid's school event. Your kid's there. You're sitting somewhere in the vicinity. She knows the kid's going to get up and go see daddy. But what she'll do is put the kid on their lap and restrain them. She'll put the kid on their lap and restrain them and say, what? I'm just, the kid's just on my lap. But you know good and damn well the kid's going to go get up and go to daddy. But what you're signaling is, this is abuse. This is signaling is you can't go to him. I'm going to keep you from going to him. 
but it's a nonverbal, but it's abuse. It's nonverbal, but it, it's restraining them. As you can see here, she knows the kid wants to go to daddy, but restraining him, like cradling him. Oh, I'm rocking him to sleep in the middle of the bus station airport. And I'm cradling him. He's too big to be cradled. He's too big to be on your lap. He's almost bigger than you. And you know he wants to go to dad. This is abuse. This is a this is a tactic that people use. And it's a passive aggressive attack. Because there's no words. There's nothing specific. It's passive aggressive. Oh, he's just on my lap. What are you worried about? No, he's not on your lap. All right. He's you're restraining him. Let's continue. All right, so the kid is now reaching out to dad. At this particular point, this would be constitute abuse. This should be loss of custody automatically. I mean, there's nothing more you need to see. She's literally keeping the child from the father, child crying out for the father. If this was the opposite, you know what would happen here. Okay, so now she's saying, you, I'm going to remove you from your father, even though I know you want to go to your father. See you later. Say, see you later. The kid wants to be with the father. What is the best interest of the child? The child desires something at the moment. And why are you interfering with it? Not only that, you're on the floor. Right? You're wrestling with the kid. No. You don't have to be afraid. Now, what she'll do, you know, you see her face. You see her face? They love this. They live for this shit. And you take her to court very much. She just get a slap on the wrist. Right? And they do it with no recourse. Nobody's going to punish them. They're not going to get arrested. They're not going to get uh, punitive damages. Nothing's going to happen. A simp's not going to come in here and referee it. The psychologist is not going to say anything. The judge, the attorneys, nobody's going to say anything. You don't have to be afraid. She can, you, they can call the cops. It's okay. You, you can call. You don't have to be. Stop telling him those things. Stop telling them those things. You're the abuser. Stop telling them those things. And so what she does is snap back. You're, think about the kids. You're not thinking about the kids. You're the bad parent. You're the bad guy. And you're literally just sitting there passively. So this is a tactic that people use and watch out for this. Watch out for this. All right. So let me see if I have another one for you. Oh, excessive litigation. All right, so here's a situation here. Uh, right here. Wait a minute. Let's go ahead and share this. The litigation, excessive litigation, and so forth. So this is a case. I've showed this before. Fair use. Uh, we have uh, several court proceedings here. And this is the Hingham High judge who has this mother in court. The mother's in the green, slumped down here, acting like she owns the place. The father's over here with his pimp shoot suit on looking like he's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, okay? And uh, the judge is telling them they're acting like ninjas. All right, he want to call them ninjas, but his hang them high daddy, his hang them high daddy would have called them ninjas. But they're saying you're acting like idiots. And then he's going to award custody, equal custody parenting time, equal parenting time to the father, and the children are going to win. You're going to see how the mother acts. This is why this is a bitter baby mom.
now any any listen any mother that uh, goes this far as to disrupt the father from the child's life and there's no legal reason you're automatically a bitter baby mom there's no there's no there's nothing you have nothing to give the custody away from the father there's nothing there's nothing legally but you go all the way to this point and you hire attorneys both of these people have attorneys this is like ten, twenty thousand dollars down a drain. Not only that, in the back, she has the simp enforcer, the new boyfriend, and her mother. Typically, two people she'll drag in to her mess. So this is why when we say you know at least one bitter baby mama, yes, family members and simp enforcers. We talked about these people right here. The mother is probably um, she's probably the most damaged and hurt. She's probably putting a battery in her back, and the simp enforcers there. He's the muscle for no reason at all. You want to say that you, you want to say ninja judge. Let's go ahead and go to the uh, skip forward here. You want to say ninja. I know it. Mr. Hang him high. Hold on. All right, so she's bucking. Uh, a word of caution, when you go to court, be just like this man right here. Don't say shit. Don't say shit. Let her go hang herself. Don't say nothing. Unless he addresses you, don't say shit. Don't say, uh-uh, nope, she lying. Hell, this is how you win cases right here. Damn, no sound? Oh, my God. Damn, you don't need no damn sound. Anyway, <laughs> Shona eventually quiets down, and finally, after you don't need no sound. Days in the courtroom, the judge delivers his decision. You don't need no sound. All right, so you hear that? So he awarded joint custody. He awarded joint custody, and uh, let's see how the mother reacts. All right, so she's accusing him of having a mistress, being drunk, and blah, blah, blah. She, she, you guys got to understand when women take you into court for having a mistress, cheating on them, you're an alcoholic, you smoke weed, uh, you sold crack. Uh, you know, you are an abuser. These are all things that they think they could just go out in the court and say all this shit. All right. And then they think that's going to put uh, custody at je in jeopardy. Many times it doesn't. Sometimes it does. But they all use this same, same bullshit. They all use the same bullshit. He he got a mistress. He cheated on me. He, he, he fornicates. He's at the junior college. He over here, he's an abuser. He abused the kids in five different ways. Um, he smokes, you know, he smokes back black and mild. They think that shit is going to work. And then they don't get their way. They act like children. This is a bitter baby mama. Yeah, he, he yelled at me. He yelled at me. He yelled at me. And. All right. So he's taking a jail. Now, the real problem, the monster in law, she been the one causing the bullshit behind the scenes during the pot. 
She the one that keep your kids when the kids should be at your house. She keeps the kids away. She's complicit. She's aiding and abetting and her ass. Trainer, needs, more she need to get dealt with too. He come to sip enforcer too. Person's brother, Sharon Smith, comes forward from the back of the courtroom. At first, he tries to help by calming down his sister. But you can't calm down a bitter baby mama. They're out of their mind. They're lunatics. But when that doesn't work, and Roshana throws a bail off a right hook, Big Brother's caught in the middle. Uh-oh. Officers try to restrain him, but he sends one of them flying. Uh-oh. Now you going to jail. See, look, simp enforcers, simp enforcers, stupid, stupid ninjas will risk their life for a bitter baby mom. What I'm telling you is do not ever, do not ever risk your life for a bitter baby mom. If she's in a custody battle, if she's in child support, stay out of it. Because she's oftentimes the instigator. And guess where the judge is going? He like. <laughs> judge is like, oh, word, I'm outie. Five thousand. Meanwhile, the judge makes a quick exit. He dipped on out. As one deputy fights to gain control of Morrison, another puts her brother in handcuffs. Oh, man. Now he going to jail. Now, look at, look at the baby daddy, guys. Sometimes as the baby daddy, best thing you can do is move in silence and violence. And here come even more officers to shut things down. Now, look. Now, what I want to say is this. What I want to say is this. Fair use. Fair use. This is what happens in court. Imagine what this guy has to put up with outside of court. Let me say this again. This is in court. This is how she acts with bailiffs, security, police officers, judges, attorneys. This is how she acts in court. Imagine what this guy has to put up with outside of court. This is what you have to consider. This guy is every day getting annihilated, getting emotionally terrorized by this woman. Yeah, there's cameras. There's everything. This is how she acts in the presence of people that can hold her accountable. How does she act in regular, in regular life? Okay. So bitter baby mama is psycho. She's psycho. She's literally psycho. Psycho. She can't get a hold of herself. Um, and she only can see she has tunnel vision. The baby father is the enemy. Everybody else, everything else in life does not matter. She's using a woman. They're taken away. A third person uh -oh. is also restrained in the back of the courtroom. Not her mama. Their mother. The mama going to jail. Let's get to some super chats. Get to some super chats, guys. Who's getting? Who's getting? Um, who's getting a uh, PTSD from this? Who's reminded of their custody situation? Oh man, Henry resilient. Any baby mama that collects child support with 50 50 is a bitter baby mama. I agree. If you have 50 50 custody and you say, I'm still going to child support. You got to be one of the biggest losers in life. Like, how in the world do you still be like, okay, I'll take some money still. Loser. Bitter baby mama for shiggity. All right. There's no if, ands, and buts about it. And we're being clear. We're drawing the line. If a Debbie daddy is a dad that's actively trying to be in the kid's life and he somehow has to work and you get an extra little bit of custody and take him to child support court because you bitter, you automatically, he's if he's automatically a Debbie you automatically a bitter baby mom. 
Yeah, people getting hurt feelings today. Oh, we don't need to stop. Oh, man, no, no, no contributions. Soldier for God, can you terminate your rights to end child support? That's a very complicated, loaded question. But if you are on child support, you cannot terminate your rights to end it. No, that's going to be a no. So you're on child support. If you're on the system, the thing is, that's kind of like saying, can you break out of jail? Now, if they never put you on child support, that's a whole different subject. That's a whole different subject. But terminating parental rights does not give you an opportunity to get off of child support. So um, let's talk about that. There's a clip that I would like to play on that, but I don't have it loaded up. Let's go to the next one. Uh, the next strategy that they use is going to be alienation. So we have the first one. We have what makes up a, a bitter baby mom. Then we have litigation, excessive lit litigation, and temporary restraining orders. Now let's go to alienation. What is alienation? All right, let me see if I can get a legal definition. A parental alienation. Now, let me just say this. Mostly all parents participate in this in some way, even if the parents are married. Okay, if the parents are married, you can still be a parental alienator, meaning your daddy ain't shit and he's just sitting right there. And your daddy's a loser. He alcoholic, he a drunk. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And oh, don't listen to your daddy. That, that's form of alienation. But parental alienation is a strategy whereby one parent intentionally displays to the child unjust negativity aimed at the other parent. So you don't have to be divorced. You don't have to be co-parenting to have parental alienation. You can be in a marriage. And if the mother's like oh, the wife or the husband um, in your situation there, they can talk shit about the other parent. Unjust negativity. That's parental alienation. Now, both parents participate in this in some way. Oftentimes, the father's trying to keep their cool. But if your mother said your daddy ain't shit and I hate him, I hate your daddy's girlfriend, I hate your daddy's wife, that's parental alienation. Okay, If she says she's going to beat your daddy's wife up or daddy's ex that's parental alienation okay that's unjust negativity it's not called for the the child doesn't need to know that sometimes the dad will snap and say your mother keeps taking me to court technically that's parental alienation right that's parental alienation so it is just in your mind but it's somewhat of a situation where children need to be children children should be children unfortunately we make our adult problems the children problem and they had no choice in the matter we delivered them in here. So uh, you got to watch out for your own parental alienations, father, fathers. But if you if you're also understanding that the mother will attempt to instigate parental alien parental alienation on your side, meaning I never talk negative about you. She'll say that, but she's doing negative things in the background, which we've already discussed, which are these things. These things are using the children as a weapon making decisions unilaterally, playing the victim, involving the courts and referees and psychologists and teachers and administrative and coaches. This is all parental alienation. This is her instigating it. Simp enforcers, putting men in front of you, simp enforcers, um, having her parents confront you. This is all in front of the kids. This is parental alienation. And they'll act like, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. But she's alienating them. And there's no telling how far the alienation goes. Okay, so... Let's talk about this. Uh, there's a clip that I want to play here. Hopefully, I can play the sound. <laughs> oh, man. Reprehensible. Let me see if I can pull up the clip. Where is the clip? Okay, this is a clip 
that apparently it seems like MTR, our brother MTR, is in the clip. I don't know if he's reacting to the video or what, or the guys on his show. I can't tell, but this is the clip. It's a small clip over here. It's a little picture. I do have the sound enabled, so we're going to play it. On the bottom screen, there's a young man that is talking about his mother alienated him or removed him from the father for 26 years. 26 years, and then we talked about the, the kid becomes an adult. The mother hands off the baton, and her job is done. And then the kid continues the legacy of alienation until the kid finds the father. If the kid then reaches out to the father, the baby mother will be pissed. Let's let's because the, the kid's going to find out the truth. Let's go ahead and play it. Bottom portion of the screen, bottom portion of the little box. That's the man talking. Nowhere to be found. You know why he was nowhere to be found? Because I just I just got a relationship with him a few months ago because my mom told me my dad wasn't to keep me away from my dad. I'm 26, bro. I'm 26. My mom kept me away from my dad for 26 years. You know what kept me away from him? My mom told me that my dad said I was a mistake and kept me away from my father. Every time this been looking for me since I was a kid. Yeah. All right. All right. So he's been looking for him. The mother will move the kid around or you'll move and then she'll move and make decisions unilaterally, which is a symptom of baby mama terrorism. And then you'll have to go find if you don't go find child support will find you or they'll say you're not trying hard enough. Well, he's not coming to see you. He ain't coming to pick you up. They change the phone numbers to kids' phones. They change their own phone number. It, it, it becomes a game of cat and mouse. For some reason, women love this shit. Let's continue. He's been looking for him. Can you imagine all the kids out there who got a fast mom telling them their daddy ain't but the daddy looking for him? I finally talked to my dad. He's a good dude. My mom told me my dad has not paid child support since I was a kid. Mm. I finally meet this. He has an envelopes full of shit proof showing he's been paying child support. Not only does he have proof of paying child support, he probably has had tax returns taken from him, driver's license suspended. He's had all kind of domestic terrorism uh, against him from the mother directly. And the mother said, hey, he hasn't sent the dime. And then meanwhile, when the kid turns 18, there's nothing to show for it. Nothing. He, there's no money left. There's no money left. And the dad's like, when he finally meets him and says his side of the story, here, look at the receipts. Now, if the kid asks, hey, I've been paying my child support. I've been put in jail already. <laughs> I've been restricted from working. Yeah, I paid. He told me, mom, he said, your mom is a lying, manipulative. I have not talked to my mom in months. You know why? My mom called me. My mom's in California. My dad's in North Carolina. I moved out of L.A. I can't live in North Carolina or L.A. because I hate those places because of the trauma I went through on both of those places. That's actually facts right there. So a lot of times you guys think you're going through some divorce and the kids are, are not privy to the information. But what you're going to find out, they'll make a decision like that. I want to move away from both of you idiots. I can't live where you live. I can't live where you live because both of you guys traumatize me. This place makes me want to throw up. So that's essentially what he said. You two adults couldn't get it together so much that he, it made him hate both places. Continue. My mom calls me. What you doing, baby? What's going on? I'm at my dad's house. What the fuck you doing at the house? Didn't I say don't discuss family business? Like, my dad comes and he busts through the door. My dad is happy and married. He's a street. Can't talk about what he do, but he is street. 
he's happy and married. My mom has been bitter in having sex with so many goddamn dudes of different races, and she just got married recently to a that she met on Tinder for one month. My mom didn't get married because she was in love. She was she got married because she didn't want to be lonely. All right, this dude's uh, spilling too many facts. This is a red pill here. So mom didn't get married for love. She got married because she's lonely. At the end, uh, she basically pulled the that shoe on this guy. And that's you. Um, and when the son husband wasn't no longer available, she got married to the first thing smoking on Tinder um, to a simp. No, no doubt. Dad's a street dude. He handled his business and he wants a relationship with the dad. The mom finds out and cusses out the son. Why do you go? Why are you going? To the father, I alienated you from him from him for a reason. Why are you with him? Yeah. My dad but bust through the door and snatched the phone. I was trying to like no, like hello. Put All right, so let's go ahead and uh end that video right there. But that's an example of alienation. And oftentimes it comes with victimization. All right. So the victimization may come out. Um, but the the alienation is either going to be lies, outright lies, lies of omission, throwing rocks, hiding hands. OK, she has the court system involved. She has the people. She has the simp enforcers involved. And she says nothing. All right. I've been in a situation where um, a I was coaching my daughter's soccer team and I had parents that knew my ex. My ex had for a year prior or two been spilling beans on me, spilling blood and br burning bread on my name. So that now I'm coaching my daughter's soccer team for like the fourth year in a row. And then that the guy she's been talking to about me calling me a deadbeat and an abuser, he sees me. And then my ex is like, oh, there's there's the dad right there. There's my baby daddy right there. There's my ex-husband. And he's like, what? He wanted to jump me. He wanted to beat me up. But I knew another person. Every I, Everybody knew someone. So someone filled me in and was like, hey, your baby mom, your, your ex-wife been throwing dirt on your name to this dude. And he wants to get at you. He doesn't want you to coach the soccer team because his daughter's on there because of what the ex has been saying about you. And then later on, once they saw me, he was like, he seems like a good dude. He don't seem like nothing that she's been painting you as. He seems like nothing that you've been talking about. You've been telling me all these years he was this and there he is right there. And he doesn't seem like an asshole. I would hand candy out to the, the girls. I would coach him up. And they're like, what? And so that is what um, alienation is as well. It can include other people. And those people can get gaslit to spring into action. But then when they get to know you, they say, wait a minute. That's not what happened. And then they start thinking about all the bad shit the baby mama was doing because they knew. Allegedly, she lived with a drug dealer. They knew she was an alcoholic. They knew. And so they was like, wait a minute. This dude don't drink. He he comes. He coaches kids. You, on the other hand, you got the effed up life. Your life, on the other hand, is effed up. <laughs> right? So then he put two and two together, and he put the conversation to another friend of mine. And then that parent, which, which is a friend of mine, came to me and was like, you damn, I need to feel, I need to feel you in what's going on. Because all during the season, She's putting dirt on my name to all the parents. She's going up and down the sideline during the soccer games saying to all the parents, he's this and that. He's an asshole. He's all of that. Now, the only reason she did that was because this soccer team was losing. But the previous years, we would win. And when we were winning, all the parents thought I was great. But this soccer team was struggling. So as we we're struggling, she's up and down the sidelines working the parents. 
She's going up and down the sidelines. He's an asshole. He's this. He's that. See, he can't do nothing. He sucks. He sucks as a guys. This is alienation. This is victimization. So this stuff happens all the time. This is bitter baby mom syndrome. So they do these things because they can't move on. And uh, it'll be it'll be lies of omission, lies outright, uh, involving family members, involving community members, teachers, principals, coaches, parents, um, involving your own family, meaning she'll portray, oh, I'm just so happy when your family's around. Oh, I'm this and that. She'll be happy and gay. But then all of a sudden, when you leave, when the parent, when the family leaves, she's looking at you like, like we showed you. Monster-in-laws. Monster-in-laws oftentimes are the ones that are really hurt. They're the ones putting a battery in her back. And so the monster-in-law eventually will snap and confront you in public and lose her mind. Okay? The churches, they'll involve church members. And people don't want to get involved with this. All right, children's school, friends, the friends of the, the family of the friends. So they'll work on the family of the friends. The kids have a friend, and then the family member says, or the friend says, the friend's family says, hey, let's invite this person for a sleepover. That parent will go in on you. The other, the alienating parent will throw dirt on your name to that family. Now, uh, inevitably, you'll have to be involved, and you'll have to show up. You'll have to show up to birthday parties. You'll have to show up, and they've already... They've already put dirt on your name involving this. And you're like, what the hell? Why are you even involving them? So this tends to happen as well. Coaches, sports teams, teachers, uh, you name it. You name it. This is an alienation. And what happens is they speak for you before you can speak. So before you can speak, you before you can even get a word in, they've already pulled people to the side. They also do this alienation with therapists. And so this is why I don't work with therapists who allow individual meetings with the parents. All right. This is oft, oftentimes going to be because they'll say, well, for the safety, we'll allow these individual meetings. But what what's happening is the alienator is bringing the therapist, sharing information that they won't share with the father. Now, why? Why are they listening? Why are they sharing information with, in the outside the presence? Well, eventually it's going to be something like he's an abuser. He's this and that. He's going to try to manipulate you. He's going to say this, and I'm going to beat him to the punch. <laughs> right? This is this is classic shit, and we'll show it to you. We'll show you the evidence. This is classic shit. So if a therapist allows, if there's any sort of therapy or a referee, and the ex says, I want a separate meeting, I automatically stop participating. I'll go. I'll go, no, I'm not participating in this. We either meet together or no meaning at all. We either meet, yeah, they gaslight the therapist. And a weak therapist will go for it. So I will discredit the therapist for going for it. I will say, you've been discredited. I'm not having a conversation. Well, eventually that plays into the hand. See, he doesn't want to talk. Okay, so anyway, um, but I'll automatically disengage. I'm not going to participate in this. There's obviously not going to be, I'm not going to be treated fair in this situation. And I, anytime that's happened to me, it's oftentimes worked against me. The therapist will eventually go, well, yeah. and that th therapist to me, uh, of course, people hate when I go on on therapists. Therapists are mealy mouth, weak individuals, nine times out of 10. They're mealy mouth. They're oftentimes out of shape. They don't represent any level of success in life other than their little certification. They're goofy. They're many times they're fat. 
They're ugly. I mean, they're, they're literally many times. The only thing that lets them be relevant is their therapy degree. Mm. That's the that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing that makes them relevant. Absent that certification, they're irrelevant as a human being. That's that's just my position and experience speaking. It doesn't have to be your experience. It doesn't have to be you, but that's just what I find. Mm. <laughs> they're basically, yeah, they're basically like government workers, especially if they don't have their own practice and they don't have their own office suite, and they're somewhere working, somewhere in the hospital, somewhere working for the court. Man, get the hell out of here! Mm. Get the hell out of here, man! You a nobody. You a nobody. Like, take away them letters and certifications. What? What are you? Nothing. Mm. <laughs> right. Anyway. Like, what else have you accomplished in life? Nothing. That doesn't represent all of them, but that's just what it is. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this part right here. Where are we at? Okay, so we're on uh, custody exchanges. Uh, tough custody exchanges. We already showed you one. Let's stop sharing. Tough custody exchanges. Uh, here's a couple here that we want to show you. Tough custody exchange. Let's see here. Mother withholds. And this is all on YouTube. This is all on YouTube. So here's a mother who withholds visitations and calls the cop on the daughter. What kind of human being do you have to be, brother? Now, listen, nothing says bitter baby mom than suing your own child for wanting to go with the father. You listen. You are automatically a bitter baby mom if you at all, if the and this is a teenager, <laughs> if you at all interfere with the child's wishes to go with the father, you automatically, if you sue your you. This woman's going to sue her own child. <laughs> so if the child says, hey, I want to go live with dad. And you interfere with that and you file any paperwork, you go and prevent it. You file a do not leave the state order. You file anything to prevent that child to go with the father. You literally have sued your child against their wishes to go where they want to go. And this mother is going to sue her child. And I'm going to show you another one who's going to sue her child to prevent. She's not technically suing the child. She's suing the father, but she's going to sue her child to prevent the child from going with the father. Nothing says bitter baby mama than suing your own child. Let's continue. He said, you, you guys need to meet up in court. Mother withholds visitation and calls the cops on the daughter. Oh, look, there's the daughter right here. I'm going to say 12 to 14. She seems tall. 12 to 14. Come on, man. Child can make their own decision. Now, let's just say the, the child wants to go with the mother. Step to the side, daddy. Step to the side. Oh, you want to go with moms? There you go. Have at it. Okay. Step to the side. But if you jump in there and uh, the kids 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, you jump in the middle of it. Nah, you suing your kid. Let the kid go. Let it go. I don't like 
seeing this kind of situation that now it's you're getting separated from one of your parents and i'm sorry that you're in the situation and the volume is low and you get in the car with your mom for right now okay so yes so the officer asked her to get in the car with the mom so um because technically she has custody of the daughter now man look at this bitter baby mama right here and now she's she's biting her tongue but when the kid gets home she gonna give her a tongue lashing and typically they try to act like they're angels out here so bye tempest so here's the dad he's now alienated he's technically alienated from the daughter meaning this custodial rights are the mothers for some reason on this day but the child has a wish hey i just want to stay over here a little longer we don't know the reason why we don't need to cry and so here you go so look see look like the chick going it is crying. like come on man look come on come on come on come on come on come on what we doing y'all what we doing this is what we doing to kids man this is what we doing to kids we destroy kids this is why i'm against co-parenting it works some of the time, most of the time. But most of the time, there's some shit right here. Okay? Okay? But then, this is going to be... You know whose fault this is going to be, by the way? It is all Jermaine's fault! It's always Jermaine's fault! Okay. You... Now, as a father, this is a painful situation. As a father, this is a painful situation. And all you have to do is suck it up, buttercup. Many fathers then leave this situation and say, forget it. I'm going to move to another town. You know what happens? They say he a deadbeat. He a deadbeat. You left. You gave up. You quit. You a deadbeat. You owe me child support. And you left us here. You left us broke. You bankrupted us. You had us struggling. They blame you, brothers. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. He should have tried harder. He gave up. He didn't fight for his kids. He didn't love you. He left his kid. He left his daughter. This is what you're up against. And so when the police get involved, they don't really want to get involved. They're like, man, come on, man. Can we figure this shit out? Right? The, the, the custody exchange get heated. They pit, um, you know, uh, others against you, the police, simp enforcer, mother, monster-in-law. And then these custody exchanges get tougher and tougher. And then the dad throws in the towel. Okay, because what the dad knows is in order to fix this, in order to fix this, he's going to have to invest in at least 10 to $20,000, two hearings, discovery, evidence, paperwork, child support hearings. Then you have a trial. Then you have guardian at Lynham. Then you have, bruh. Somebody says, or research the law. Yeah, that's Sonic Booming. See, Sonic Booming, you got time on your hands. Most men don't. Most men don't got time on their hands. In your case, you've been fighting the case for at least three years. Okay. If you care enough about my case, you would do whatever it takes. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a money. This is a money game. Now, you, on the other hand, I kind of know your background. You had time on your hands. You had three years. But nobody's going to fight the way you fought. Not many people are going to fight the way you fought. Uh, Sonic, just go ahead and tell us, how many years have you been fighting your case? I know he's here. 
He says, hacking like big dog. How many years have you been fighting your case? And put how much money you spent if you spend any money. Four years. Four years, gentlemen. Four years. That would be 48 months. Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. Not when you have to do it every year. Four years. Any money? I'm running it pro se. Okay, so anybody that doesn't know what that means, that means he's arguing it by himself, which does make it so this is your full-time job. Do you have another job? But I got in over a $100 million in damages. <laughs> I got it over $100 million. Okay, 48 months. My man is stressed out. And he's still fighting. I think he's suing for $100 bucks. He got him dead to rights, so he hasn't won the case yet. So, you know, maybe you'll share. Once you win, once you win. He hasn't spent $100 million. I think he's suing them for $100 million. All right, so anyway, four years. Four years, and he's arguing it by himself, which means he has to investigate the law. He has to find the law. He has to find precedents. Okay, so let's just say sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But many times, the if you do not do it pro se, and they have a lawyer, you are going to pay a lot of uh, thousands of dollars. Or you're not going to work a job. I think you're retired, if I'm not mistaken. Sonic Woman, let us know what your job is if you're on this. I can't remember. I don't want to say what it is. I think I know what it is, but do you have another job other than this job? Let me see here. Let's see if he's here. I know your situation. I just don't want to say it on the air. I'll let you share it. Oh, where you at, man? He gone. <laughs> All right. Where you at? Sonic Boomin, let us know. He gone. He don't want to tell us now. American Legion verse first vice commander. All right. I don't know what that is. All right. Anyway, so shout out to you. Um, anyway, we'll come back to that. We'll come back. Oh, no, no, no. We're not coming back to that. We're going to do a couple more tough custodial agreements. Oh, cust tough custodial fights. This is a man. To give you the situation here, this man that you're going to see on the screen now. And what I will say to you, if your children are under 12, try to fight as much. If they're over 12, let it go. All right, wash your hands. All right, so it begins in that situation there. But if they're young, try to fight as hard as you can. This dad here, the mother ran away here. Mother goes to jail for parental alienation. This is a very rarity, fair use. The mother uh, took the kids from the father for six years. Six years. So the father said, hey, let it go. But then he started to miss the kids. He saw what was happening here. He still he was probably treated as a deadbeat. And he said, F it, I'm going to fight it. So he went into court and he said, the mother's been keeping the kids away for six years. Now, let me give you an example of what happens here. Okay. Mother's typically going to use one of the things we talked about. He's an abuser or he drunk, he drunk, he smokes weed, he sells drugs. He does YouTube. He's a, he yells. They're going to use one of these things. But in this situation here, this worked against her. And there's a couple of things that work against them. If there's multiple kids and one kid sees the father and the other don't, doesn't, 
and they say he was an abuser, but she still allows the other kid to go to the father. That's going to ruin her case. Because why would you let one kid not go, but the other kids go? That's going to ruin her case. You're going to have no leg to stand on. And that's one of the things that hurt her. But also saying to the court, I'm not, I'm going to make the decision, not the judge, because when you get a divorce or you're separated or you have a baby mother, the judge decides how the custody goes. You cannot jump the judge. You cannot say, I didn't send the kid over to the father because I decided. No parent can do that. No parent can do that. But women typically will do that. Well, he was an abuser and I thought it would be safer if the kid stays with me. You can't do that. That is a violation of the custody order and that could get you into hot water. You could lose custody. And then if you have another kid going to the father who is so abusive, but the other kid can go, but this one can't, you're going to lose your ass. The parent, the parent who does that is going to lose her ass. Let's continue. And you can fight this after the fact, meaning you can delay it, have up enough evidence that shows that she's not cooperating with custody and then go to the court. Let's play it. Her peers heard the overwhelming evidence presented against Sandy to convict her on the six counts of deprivation of parental rights. Fair use. Sandy no longer understands what it means to be a parent. And therefore, I do not believe she understands what she took from me or more importantly, our children. To this day, I still do not understand why Sandy thought complete annihilation of our family was a good plan. All right. So we have it right here. Complete annihilation of the family. So this doesn't just affect the kids when they're young. It affects them with their, when they're older. And they will unilaterally make their own decision and say, yeah, I'm going to annihilate the family because she says so. Guys, you can't do that. Not even the father can do that. You, if you have an opinion and she has an opinion, this is why you go to the judge. The judge, unfortunately, has to decide that. But the mother or the father can't say, nope, I'm going to do this. You can't do that. And that's called annihilation. It's called alienation. And then it is called her unilaterally making her own decisions. She needed to first destroy me, the father of her children. In order to do so, she used our children, not in appreciating that she was destroying them in the process. So that's the alienation. Oh, your dad's this and your dad's that. And then if the kid sees evidence, oh, yeah, I see that too. Okay, I'm going to protect you. That is a destructive, that's her alienating you. That's parental alienation. Okay, the kid didn't see that. The kid expressed that. Then she might have said, oh, yeah, me too. And then alienation. Sandy cheats. Nico was forced by Sandy to, to write false claims about me on his Facebook, which embarrassed our son with all his friends and filled him with enormous guilt. He was torn between the desire of trust and belief in his mother and his need to tell and finally tell the truth. He has done what he can to make sure his words, the words he knows, I'm sorry. Okay, so let me just tell you, this is costing a lot of money. Let's skip to the head, let's skip ahead. And I believe, uh, let's see here, let's skip ahead. And unfortunately, this is what a family court proceeding looks like. Uh, very boring. 944 days. Two of my kids were away from those who love them the most. They were living in a desolate part of Minnesota with complete strangers. All right. So this is the, when you're going to get to this one, destroy the kid. 
All right, so what is her plan with the kid? Put them out in the middle of cold-ass Minnesota in a desolate point. It's better than with the father, right? Give the kid no opportunity, no future. It's better because she wins when the kid is small. Let's go ahead. Yeah, isolation. So this is what this is what their plan is. This is better. I'll just move them out in the middle of nowhere, hide them in a community of people, and then keep them away from the father. This is a this is her only plan. Let's let's continue. They didn't see a doctor. They didn't go to school. They didn't see any of their friends, and they didn't see any of their family. So again, this is again, and there and for a bitter baby mama, that's better than this. Is why we say she hates the father more than she loves the kid. She hates the father more than she loves the kid. She hates the father more than she loves the kid. So she will put the kids in these situations oftentimes. And let me see if I can, I'm going to get to that point. Uh, sabotage, that's going to be coming up in a, in a bit. She'll sabotage or destroy the kid and make them in a situation where we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But this is a classic example. I'll only play this part and then the part where the judge speaks. One of the worst days. During this 944 days, my girls were missing is when Trish Van Pilsen from Fox 9 showed up uninvited to my home. My daughters had been missing for 10 days and law enforcement was working with me and my family to help find them. I think the mother is somewhere over here. I don't know if I can see the mother here. Let me see. Working with me and my family. I think she's sitting over here, but I can't, to help. I can't find it. But look, let's skip ahead. The judge is going to jump in here. If you guys want to see the video, you can see the video. Judge is going to jump in. A mother. I see. A family court proceeding. And those two children remained missing for 944 days. The family is the cornerstone of our society. I'm not a psychologist, a social worker, or an expert on child development. I am, however, a mother, a grandmother, and a judge. One mistake women do make is they forget. They think the woman judge is going to be on their side. But sometimes the judge is a grandmother. Sometimes the judge is a second wife. And they see a baby mama terrorist uh, affecting their husband. And they're a family court judge and they can do nothing about it. So sometimes women make the mistake to thinking all women are going to be feminist and on their side. But, you know, sometimes they'll have this situation. Let's continue. I believe without hesitation that our community, our children, your children, need and deserve the guidance and love that a father brings to their lives. So, as to the conditions of your probation, first, you will serve 250 days in the Dakota County Jail. You will receive credit for 133 days actually served. By my tally, you have 34 days to serve on the original term of confinement, and you will be taken into custody today to serve the balance of this confinement period. You will serve 15 days in jail during each year of your probationary term, and your 15-year day uh, jail sentence will begin on November 18 of each year, the day the girls were recovered, beginning in 2017. So you will surrender to the Dakota County Jail at 8 a.m. to serve 15 days on each of the following days. There was a part I left out here. Let me see. Teen years. Let me see here. 
Your animus towards Mr. Rucky spilled onto others. Oh, did you hear that? Your animus of Mr. Rucky, your ex-husband, spilled onto others. This is the simp enforcers. This is who they empower. The teachers, the judges, the, the, the courts, the principals, the coaches. When they, are, they hate you, they'll put that onto other people. That animus that you have for your ex, it'll go on to other people. And there's a whole speech that she had here. Including the professional whose the professionals whose paths crossed yours. Oh, the professionals. So she's talking about everybody, the cops, the therapists, everybody. You even put professionals in the middle of this, the child support agency. There is a saying, my way or the highway. And on April 19, 2013, you literally took to the highway with your two daughters because you did not get your way in the family court proceeding. And those two children remained missing for 944 days. The family is the cornerstone of our society. Now, there's a part that I missed in here. Because she, she basically said, and you guys can watch the clip. She basically said, how are you saying he abused these two daughters, but you sent the ki these kids over to the, to the father? So there was like, there's a discrepancy here. How was he an abuser? But you kept these two, but sent these other ones over. So that was something that I wanted to point out, which is going to be a way that they lose their case by saying that, claiming that that's the case. Uh, well, why didn't you send the other one over there? Why didn't you keep both kids? <laughs> All right, that's a good, they're going to lose that shit on their face. Last one. And then, uh, oh, we got two more custody exchanges just briefly here. Briefly here, let's take uh, share a picture of this. Remember this case of the brother named Chad Reed. This gentleman here, he shows up for a custody exchange and the simp enforcers in the way. And uh, the mother gaslights the simp enforcer and has him in the protection model, escalates with the father. The father escalates and asks him, hey, man, I just want to hear my, my kids get out of my way. And then the baby mother moves to the side and records her version. This video angle is from his new spouse. And this man shoots this man in cold blood right there on the porch. Right, right there on the porch. And so he, he says, I defended my property. And uh, well, technically, that's true. And then thus, it's death by simp. So this is a tough custody exchange going on right here. All right, so that's another example of tough tough custodial changes all you want is your kids all you want is your kids all you want is your parenting time all you want is just to move on with life all you want to do is have fun and enjoy your kids time as kids because they don't remain kids very long and stealing the time from the father he cannot get back so all he wants is to be a father and leave the baby mama terrorist the bitter baby mama alone why don't you leave us alone she can't she can't. She's a bitter baby mom. Uh, last one is this one to where even the kid. Oh, hold on for a second. Even the kid stands up to the mother and she still and she sues the kid. So this is Parker with uh, Caleb, Caleb and Parker, where the kids like, I want to move with dad. The mother's married to another man. She has the simp enforcer here that she has the police. She's called all the referees she can possibly get. She's losing her mind at this particular point. She's also going to lose her son. One thing bitter baby mamas don't understand is that 
the son and the daughter or whoever's involved with them is going to see them and they're going to remember this more than they're going to remember the good times of their childhood. Let's go ahead and play this. So the kid wants to, the son wants to move with dad. And here's your mother. Here's the mama. I have legal custody of you, Parker, and I'm unlocking this car. No, you're my no, child. I'm not getting out. No. I'm, I'm getting you out of the car. Can we ask for the door to be unlocked? Do what? This is a this is a parent adult. This is a parent child situation. Get out of the car, Parker. No. So the same animus that she has for the father, she'll also have for the child. And the she doesn't realize she's teaching, she's showing what the father has seen all these years. And now then she this this validates everything that the dad might have said about the mom. She's gonna validate it right here. Mom, no. This is really the wrong way to get get her arm out. No, I'm not stop. getting my arm out. You're my kid. Stop. You're stop. my kid. Bitter baby mama. Stop. No, I'm not gonna stop. Bitter baby mama. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Get her baby mama. Sip enforcer. This is ridiculous. Sip enforcer. No. I'm allowed to do whatever to get this baby out of the car. Baby. Can my husband help me? They're going to break Please the window. Please don't. No, get okay. He's Stop. A step parent. He has no. He's a step parent. Wait, 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 wait. She said he's the step parent. He has custody. Bruh. He's the step parent. He has custody. And the father's, the biological father sitting there right there. She's going to put the Simp Enforcer's custody rights over the biological father. Bruh. Get out. Get out. Hey, new, 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 new world order. All we hear in this country is about Debbie dads. You wonder why Debbie dads throw the towel in. You know why Debbie dads just go and be like, forget it. And um, here it is right here. You're even just the passive washer. And this is what's happening. Nobody talks about these bitter baby moms. Nobody brings that shit up. Nobody even tries to hold them accountable. Nobody. And this is what we have here. I show it, and I'm somehow misogynist, right? I'm the one. I'm the one. Anyway, let me get to these super chats here. Let me get to these super chats here, and bear with me for a second. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break real quick, and then we'll be back for the remainder of the show. It's going to be a good one. Hit the like button for me. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. 
I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? We back in here. Check this out. Shout out to Eugene Morgan over on the Cash App. Appreciate you, man. Micah says my red pill grandmother is in the hospital. I'm coping. Oh, man. Shout out to you. Uh, let's have granny, grandma pull through for you, brothers. And uh, appreciate you supporting the show in this tough time. And it's not a, it's not a, always a good time for that when um, people are in the hospital. You're concerned, especially when you can't see them. Let's have grandma pull through for you, brother. Micah. All right. We got some. Oh, we got a brother's checking in on PayPal. What do we got here? Uh, we have, uh, let me see if I can say your name. Call me F-O-F-O -F -O or Fofo. He says, the more I watch these videos about bitter mothers, the more I'm starting to think about the past, um, about the past of those folklore ghost stories where most countries have a bitter baby mama, a.k.a. Japan, Mexico, and Germany. Yeah. And so the Spanish story of the mother, and I keep forgetting the name, and I meant to look it up today. Uh, there's a Spanish or a Mexican story tale of a bitter baby mama who drowns her own kids because they want to be with the father and respect the father. Somebody can put that in there in the chat and realize, man, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Okay. Tell us what the story is of the, of the Mexicans. La Llorena. La Llorena. La Llorena. Okay. So that story is about a mother, a bitter, bitter baby mother who could not stand who cannot stand that the children admired the father, she drowned them. Okay, this is going to get into the last part or the second to last part where we're going to talk about they will sabotage the kids. And I'm going to show you. They will literally destroy the kid instead of the father having it. La Llorena. La Llorena. La Llorena. La Llorona. It's Llorona. I keep saying Llorena. Give me an L. Llorena is a queen. Reina is a queen. Is she not a queen? It's La Llorona. Yorona, my Sharona. Man, the, the Mexican people mad at me today. <laughs> All right. They mad at me. It's La Yorena. I don't know what it is. Don't get mad at me. No government name. I'm thinking about getting a vasectomy and donating my sperm to help those who cannot naturally reproduce. However, I hear that sperm banks cannot be trusted. Any tips on this? No, I don't have the tip. Pause. Watch out for lesbian couples because they will put your ass on child support going to the sperm bank. They can. So watch out for that. Watch out how they deal with parental rights. Um, because, yeah, they could hem you up for child support in a situation like that. So be careful. Also, some of these people, man, I don't trust with my seed like that. Right? I don't trust with my seed. It's crazy. Anyway, get the vasectomy, though. If you know you're not going to have kids, get that. 
Shout out to Newski says crazy every agenda the you know what pushes. Let's get to it. New, 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 new world order. In the last 50 years, got through, uh, got through with the women. It's crazy. Yeah, it's everything goes through the woman. All right. So everybody knows that. Anytime you want to you um have something pushing your society, push it through the woman. Politicians, uh, you know, women outvote men. You push it to the women, it's getting passed, it's getting through. Because it's going to appeal to what? Their emotions, right? That's firearm control, terminations of pregnancy, no-fault divorce, um, you know, uh, anything, uh, equal pay. I mean, anything that happens, they're going to funnel it through them, right? And he says, uh, XXs just need to chill and let us do everything and make the decisions from now on. But that won't happen because of pride. Nope, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. We got some brothers over on Venmo, and then we got the super chatters. So, yeah, if you and, and by the way, if you scare them, fear, emotions by saying and instilling fear, you will get women to do anything. Anything. All you got to do is scare the piss out of them. They'll do whatever you want. What? OK. Oh, hell no. <laughs> OK, so we've seen that during 2020. In 2021, just scare the shit out of them. They'll do whatever. And say somebody, people going to die. People, we going to die? Oh, hell no. All right. So uh, when it comes down to their own self-survival, they'll do whatever, bro. Shout out to uh, Lori, Larry Leisure says, paying dudes random, but a gamer chick unmatched me on Bumble when I told her that I can't wait to play the new Harry Potter game. Also, a let's be honest, kicked me out of her what after a party because i described an xx or ex-girlfriend as a flatback the lesbianist friend found it funny the lesbian woman did not okay she didn't like the flatback lingo eugene says uh if you came out with a debbie dad t-shirt i'd rock it i don't have keys kids neither all right yeah we need to promote the debbie dad kind of use it against them a lot of guys want to a lot of guys want to fight the Debbie dad syndrome. All right. I suggest that you don't. All right. Because essentially what you're doing is caving in uh, to their demands. You just don't want to be appear, appear like a Debbie dad. And then you fall for the hook, line and sinker. Like you fall, you took the bait. You took the bait. Like you literally said, no, I'm not. And then you do what? Spend all your time. You waste all this energy. Fighting money, defense hearings. Lou, you know, lost your whole damn direction. You know what you listen. This is this might sound tough, but you know what you can accomplish when you shake all that shit off. And then guess what? You a deadbeat daddy anyway. Yeah, you a dead. You're gonna be deadbeat daddy anyway. You know what you could have accomplished with the time you invested with this bullshit. You could have just went and accomplished a whole life. Not only that, in the time it took to fight your case off, you could have produced kids, two kids. You could have produced two whole new ass kids that look just like them other damn kids with a whole nother ass woman. <laughs> two kids could be coming out breathing oxygen right now, stealing oxygen. But yet, you know what I mean? <laughs> so if they do the Debbie Daddy on you, the best thing to do is say, absolutely. You could have paid off two sport cards. You could have had a whole career. You could be making six figures. Anyway, Jammer understands. Thank you for the super chat. Uh-huh. Is it 
Prilinusa? I can't pronounce that. We're going to call you PR. He says a little something for you so you can finally start traveling for once in your life. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I've never traveled. Yeah. Henry Resilient, men share your story. Stop suffering in silence. Indeed. Thank you. JC says, my ex wanted me to give up my rights and get child support, painting me as an alcoholic and a criminal. Call me the N-word in front of her Asian family. Legal cost $12,000. $12,000. Hey, um, one thing will happen is you could be a whole angel out in these streets, but your ex will take you to court and paint you out as the worst individual. Guys, this is going to be a red flag to anybody who listens. So this is just not for fathers. This is just not. This is for people who I call aiders and abettors. These are the people that are the normies in civilization. You, you might have a woman at your job. Oh, you know, my dad is a piece of My baby daddy's a piece of shit. She just railing on him. You should immediately draw that up as a red flag. There's not that many people that are just bad human beings. There's not that many men and women that are just despicable human beings. There's not that many. So if the person comes out and they'll go and take you to court and they'll tell the judge because the judge don't know you. They don't know you from Adam. And they go in there and they say, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. But meanwhile, you done found the cure of cancer. You done found the cure of cancer. You're father of the year at your kid's school. You give back to the community. You organize 4Ks, 5Ks. You know what I mean? You like you ran for mayor. Not saying that's a good one. Like you're the philanthropist. You're the mayor of the city. They will not tell the judge none of that. They will just go in and be like, he's this, and that's it. That should be a red flag because no human being is that bad. Not one human being is that bad. You can't be that bad and be a father. You know what I mean? Anyway. Shout out to JC says, I ended up becoming a social, uh, software engineer and my daughter loves me more than ever. I'm in the last three months of the child support and she's trying to be friendly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. So, okay. All right. So I, you see what's happening here. Um, uh, so the this is a, another tactic that will happen. When that child support runs out, that child support runs out, she's not going to start being friendly. Okay, now that the kid's turning 18 and the kids needs to go to college and the kid needs a car and kid needs help and she's going to need some help. She's going to be in a bind, right? I'm in a bind, Nate. Now she start being nice. Mm-mm. mm Let this woman die a slow death. I'm telling y'all right now. And don't wish it on her, but let her die. <laughs> I'm telling you, let her shrivel up like a California raisin. Somebody said, let her die on the vine. Bye-bye. Yeah, you can be that cold. You can be that cold. If she on fire, don't piss it out. Anyway. All right, let's get to this part right here. This is going to be the next way. Hiding your kids in plain sight. Hiding your kids in plain sight. So this is going to be the fifth, and there's one more, sixth, which is sabotaging the kid. But what they'll do is hide the kid in plain sight. A tactic of hiding the kid in plain sight, and we'll play a little bit of this video, is saying, but the kid's here. If you want to see him, you can come. You can come to the kid's school. I won't tell you when the events are. You find out for yourself, okay? And the minute you don't take care of this responsibility, they'll say, hey, he didn't care enough. Okay? 
or they'll have the event. You'll have the information, partial information, and they won't report it to you. A location change. Okay. Or what, like what's similar, what happens is if you have multiple kids and you go to a parent teachers conference and you split up the rooms, the parent should put the other parents contact information on the piece of paper that goes around the teacher says, or the coach, Hey, put your contact information on a bitter baby. Mama would only put her contact information on. She won't put the other parents knowing the other parents probably needs the emails probably needs the phone, the text messages. They'll intentionally leave you in the dark and say, well, if you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't know, you left out in the dark. Now, if something happens where the coach or the teacher needs a gift, oh, did you get that email about the $90 that we need to send to the school for the teacher's gift? They'll call you then. But then when the banquet comes up and the location is different, oh, well, if you don't find out, you don't find out. Yep, he's not involved. He don't care enough to even put his name on. This is intentional sabotage. This is what baby mama terrorists do. And some of you guys, I'm giving you ideas. But this is hiding the kid in plain sight. Well, he didn't show up. I guess he didn't get the information. I guess he didn't know. Mm. Now, all of these things, all of these things are thousands of things you can go to court for. And the judge will be like, come on, man, y'all being petty. Uh, get it together. Nothing will happen. They didn't put me on the email list. She's hiding them in plain sight. Another example would be, instead of giving custody to the father, she will have the daycare, the neighbors, her friends, the PTA, everybody, the after-school daycare program, shuffling your kids around town, the grandmama, the, the, the monster-in-law, family members, cousins, nephews, nieces, Everybody picking up your kid but you. Everybody picking up your kid but you. After school, daycare, everybody but you. Everybody but you. Almost every bitter baby mom has done this. And this is hiding the kid in plain sight. She goes out of town for the weekend. She sticks the kid with some somebody. She never calls you up for the right of first refusal. Many judges won't put right of first refusal in because it creates another battle. Sometimes because the other person in their absent-minded, in their lack of good presence in society, they always going to need you and always use you. So the other parents like, this is too much, right? She's using the right of first refusal to penalize me. So some judges won't put that in there. It's just another battle. But then what will happen if it's not in there, the parent can say, on my custody days, I want them in after school care. On my custody days, I want them to be with this family member. And the family member has no legal precedent. They can't decide anything in an emergency. Nothing. I'm going to put them with the neighbor. I'm going to put them with. They'll do this. And this is hiding the kid in plain sight. Typically, the kid could be with a loving parent. But instead, no. I'm going to avoid that parent. This is alienation. This is hiding the kid in plain sight. Another thing that we'll do is. They won't have allow the communication. Or they'll change the kid's phone numbers and won't tell you. Oh, I'm protecting the kid. But they won't give you the information until they need to give you the information. Then they'll come off of it. Okay, so you have to always hold a ace card. All right, you have to hold some a big joker on them or a little joker for them to stop playing with you. Oh, well, I guess I ain't paying for this. 
Okay. And then they got to call you a financial abuser. Well, I guess I ain't going to do this. And then, oh, okay. Then they'll start giving you information. I thought you had it. I didn't know. Well, I was doing this and they told me not to give it to you. But this is what bitter baby mamas do. Another example of hiding the kid in plain sight is um, moving. They will move the kids. They will move and she will say, well, we're moving. Why? Well, if you're moving, let them stay here. Nope, we're moving. And they'll move the kid and then you'll send letters. You'll send information. You'll send cash, child support, gifts, birthday cards, all this shit. It will never get to the kid. It'll never get to the kid. So with this being said, many times you have no recourse because you can't even locate the kid. But they, you can see them. You know them. They're around. They got social media, but they're hidden in plain sight. And the plain sight is, hey, he should have known where they are. Or if he really wanted to know, he would have found out. Or I had no problems. By the time you take it under court, I would have told him where they were, but he never asked. Okay, these are all things that people do, hiding the kids in plain sight. Here's an example here. Let's see here. Here's an example here. I'm going to play this video, fair use, of a woman who's unilaterally making decisions about her child and hiding the kid in plain sight, meaning she's going to say, I can't work because I take care of the kid. Thus, she's going to make excuses as to why the, the father couldn't get custody. Let's play this video, fair use. Fair, 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 fair use. All right, here we go right here. Let's play this. Hiding in. Well... When you make when you make comments like I'm incapable, that's not true. I have hundreds, hundreds of single mothers that appear before me every month that are working three and four jobs at a time, doing the best they can to support their kids. For some reason, women, when they take you to court, think they just about the roast show ass. Now, what you're looking at here, this is a judge. I believe this potentially are a panel of judges. This might be a court report. I don't know who or an attorney at that line guardian. I don't know what's going on with these people. This person might be in a, a judge, too, because these people are questioning. This is the baby mama. This is the child's father. So these are the two people that you're going to see here most from. This is the baby mom. She's bitter as hell. She bitter as hell. You're going to see the bitterness. She does not like this father. This father's doing his job. He's a civil, he's a civil uh, officer. He's a damn police officer or a security guard. I can't tell. He's just doing his job. He wants to be a dad. This woman is so hateful and spiteful. Listen to her here. Let's play it. Who do you currently work for? Houston Police Department. Is Mr. Cost a good father? On the outside. This the, the woman here, Dana Overstreet, asked the baby mother, is the father a good father, which is a legitimate question, is going to set the temperature of if this woman's a spiteful woman uh, on the outside. What? What in the hell does that mean? Look at this human being right here. Look at this bitter baby mama, her frown upside down. She's going to age horribly. What? What? <laughs> On the outside, what does that mean? Please tell. So in the last three months, how many times have you seen your son? Once for approximately 10 minutes. In three months? Yes, sir. I did. I wasn't able to hold him. I wasn't able to do anything. She stood there and she held him with the police there. And I was only able to rub his foot. So obviously she was being terroristic outside. The police were there. 
he was able to talk to the kid. Now, if he did what the mother did, he'd be, she, he'd be in jail, but she got away with it. And the court's like, what do you mean three months? You have a parenting agreement, apparently. And she, she basically said, no, I don't care about the parenting agreement. I make unilateral decisions. Let's play it. And try to talk to him. When I would ask for help with our son, um, he claimed he had to go to work, which is valid. But even on his off days, he would take extra jobs. Um, I was pretty much taking care of our son most of the time by myself. Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. So she said he took, I had to do all the work because he was making money. He had to take extra jobs. He had to work overtime. What the fuck is she talking about? He, he probably had to work overtime to pay child support because you out here not having a job. She has no job. And she has no job intentionally so she can get his child support check. Let's play this. Feeding, cleaning, and do also doing other household things because I didn't. I'm a mother. I'm a mother. I guarantee you she was talking about I want to focus on my career. So I could focus on my career. But now I'm just a poor mother. I ain't got no money. I have a job and I still don't have a job being that um, I have no uh, way to pay for child care and I asked for help. And that wasn't available to him. He said he couldn't afford it, um, but yet um, he's been able to afford vacations this year. Um, oh, vacations, you say? Oh, private eye. Oh, I spy a private eye. Oh, she following his social media and she keeping tracks. And she's actually taking screenshots. Oh, you going on vacation, but you ain't got time to take care of this kid. <laughs> oh, my God. This is reprehensible, bro. Oh, the humanity. You can take vacation if you got a job. He's objection uh, narrative. Oh, that's sustained. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so his attorney is this brother right here. I think this is his attorney. He objected to that narrative. Brilliant. When they go in there. They ain't got no evidence. They just going to spout and, and paint their own narrative. Objection. Shut their ass down. And look at her face. Look at her face. She's looking like, I'm not happy. <laughs> Block that shit. Guess, we, guess you're going to have to dig for something else. Miss Castine, you're under oath. I need to ask you, um, did you do anything in the last 90 days to prohibit Mr. Koss from spending time with Chase? Uh-oh. I just... Asked uh, my uh, my attorney uh, what I should do. Your attorney, her. you have an attorney. Oh, you wait, you got an attorney who paying for that monster in law? The mother in law paying for the attorney. I thought you didn't have no job. How you got an attorney? You work. He working on contingency. Guess who's paying for the attorney? Monster in law. Uh, 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 my attorney said keep the custody away from him. What? Are you trying to tell me, Miss Castine, that someone from the AG's office told you that you should not allow Mr. Cost to spend time with his son? They told me I didn't have to open the door because okay, okay, oh, she got away with that of the manner he was coming in. Um, okay, okay, he violent, he violent. All right, he violent. He got a gun or a firearm. Okay, okay. Um, he came um, unannounced. Well, he texted, but he was here unannounced. Um, and I had to call the police because uh, we were not on good terms. Objection narrative. Oh, 
Got him. Oh, got him. Sustained. Look at her face. <laughs> hey, brothers, look. <laughs> this bitch lying, bro. She lying her ass off. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Uh, 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 uh. Attorney jumped in there. He saw that shit. You see the attorney set up. What this bitch about to say? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Objection narrative. Look at her. Look, man. They go in there lying they ass off. Lying they ass off. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Look at his attorney set up. His attorney set up. As soon as she starts saying that shit, he was like, oh, I'm about to get that ass. Unannounced. Um, and I had to call the police because uh, we were not on good terms. Objection and narrative. Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> anyway, let's continue, man. They be in there lying they ass off. Disgraceful. Now, do you have any objection to him visiting with Jace? Uh-oh. No, the problem was I don't feel safe in his presence. Mm. Okay. What? Are, what? You don't feel safe? What does that have to do? Let's continue. Okay. Um, do you have any problem uh, with him um, taking Jace with him and visiting him at, at his home? Uh-oh. Yes. You got a problem with that? What's, what's the problem? And, and what, what is your reason for um, not wanting him to visit with him in his own home? Well, he doesn't live by himself anymore. Uh-oh. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me she's going to do. Wait. He doesn't live by himself anymore. Look at this, bitch. Look at this, bro. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. This is bitter baby mama. Who does he live with? Let me guess. He's in a completely new relationship. Mm. Bitter baby mama. Bitter baby mama. So she, because he's got a new girl, she don't want to let the kid go over. Yo, this is some bitter baby mama-ish. And I don't know who that person is. Since you don't know her, do you have any specific reasons um, to, to know whether or not she would have uh, caused any harm to Jace? I just don't know that person. And also he's a police officer and he's <laughs> like to leave his guns and uh, weapons around. Oh my God. How would you know that you're not even in the house? He's a police officer. He going to leave guns around. Wait a minute. I thought this was about the other woman. They be coming up with all kind of shit, man. These people are lunatics. Always remember Miss Costan, uh, no matter what you think, it's not about your comfort. Uh Oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking of Jace. Okay. No, no, they but not. you said it's about your comfort. Uh -huh. It's not about your comfort. Whoop. It's about well, Jace's comfort. Someone, someone has to speak for Jace. <laughs> Why does she believe she has the one to be the speak? Why can't the father speak for Chase or Jace, whoever the, the kid is? Why does she believe her what she says go? The father can speak for the child. If you can speak for the child, the father can. But in their mind, their warped mind, she believes that she's the only one that can speak for the child. And the judge about to set that shit straight. No, ma'am. That's where you're wrong. Whoops. That's my job. Oh. Okay. The state of Texas pays me to make sure that I do things that what I think are in the best interest of the child. Uh -oh. That's me. See the yeah. Got her. Look at her face. Dude, this humbleness. Sheesh. This is unreal. The problem that I have, ma'am, is that 
um, through this testimony, I'm not sure that I'm really getting to the bottom of what's going on here. Exactly. But I'm going to do the best I can. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, judges are like, what the hell's going on here? What is this petty shit? What are we doing here? This is a waste of everybody's time. And she wants to roll in there with all this shit and she got nothing. She got nothing. Okay. Well, um, I'm asking for back child support because, of course. um, He's only given me $850 between the time of November and oh. April. But y'all did live together again from January, February, and March for those three months from January to March? Yes. Okay. During that time, is it a fact that Mr. Mr. Cost paid, paid the rent for, for the residents? Yes. Oh, you didn't contribute to the household at all, did you? I paid for groceries and everything else that needed to be done for our son. But Mr. Mr. Cost paid the rent, right? What does this woman yes, do? Yes, he paid here? for rent. Isn't it also true? Is it also true that he he paid for your insurance, car insurance? Yes. Oh. And there were direct payments of maybe upwards of twelve hundred or more dollars. I don't know how much money. I don't know. I don't have that information. I don't know. I don't know. There were there were direct payments made to you, correct? Direct payments towards the apartment. No, to you, where he would no. zail you. He he never zailed you any money. Uh -oh. you money he, zailed zail? me, he zailed me some money, but it wasn't twelve hundred dollars. I don't know what you're talking about twelve hundred dollars for. Okay, so he paid your car note. I'm, I'm sorry, your insurance. He paid the rent where you were living, and he he sent he made some direct payments through Zelle to you in some amount, right? Yeah, a couple and, dollars here and there. A couple. Okay, and weren't there uh, numerous instances where he asked you? to uh, be able to contribute to the to the child's well-being and you denied him that opportunity, correct? No, that's not never, correct. He never asked me to contribute to my son's well-being when I was paying for everything that he- She said, my son, listen, so this is where you get into technicalities. I've been in this situation in a previous case. I will not discale, close the case, but I was said to not have given money directly to the mother. Now, this person said, I never gave money directly, meaning I never received any money, yet I paid rent in full and additional monies, and I paid that, and I provided the receipts of me paying that, and they said, well, that's not directly to the mom. But child support includes a roof over your head, and it would have been in excess, and I would have been credited instead of having arrears and re um, retroactive. I would have been credited for months going ahead, and they dropped it. They dropped it. They said, all right, we ain't going to bring that up. But, they, dude, I tell you, man, these people be lying their ass off. Then she said, my son. I thought it was their son. See, you guys can't, you guys can't use kid gloves with them, and I'm very interested as to why they're just tiptoeing around her but what they're doing is easily setting her ass up there's 45 minutes of this one and there's a bunch of shuffling at the end of it she's a bitter baby mom she lost a man he found another kaylee he's piping her down and now she's using what as we said the child as a weapon against him she's using the child as a weapon hiding the child in plain sight here he is but I'm not going to allow you access to them because I said so. 
which he cannot do. We noticed that there's already previous cases in which the judge has punished the woman, the mom, for saying no. You do not get to decide. The court decides. You do not get to say what's safe or what's the right decision for your child. You gave that up by bringing the kid into court. So now the last sub subject here, the last subject, is going to be sabotage or destroy the child. So if all else fails in this situation, uh, in the previous case, the mother is basically can't find one job and she's not willing to have custody over to the father and making him go to court. So that's baby mama terrorism, bitter baby mamaism. And then also, she's also saying, I can't support myself, okay? So how do you support your children going forward? What do you provide for them? What happens when they go to school? between these hours can you do anything well if they can't get that the last ditch effort is to sabotage the kid how do you sabotage the kid number one you can sabotage their future basically saying well i'm going to keep you away from the father but we also aren't going to be able to provide you with opportunities education work experience automobiles cars and sure when the father can provide for that they'll be like nope we don't want that from him. We just want him to pay child support and I'll keep the kid over here. But then the kid ends up having nothing. Another way they can do it is a medical procedure, which we'll get to that as evidence as showing it here. They will say, oh, in, 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 in order for the dad not to have the kid or for the dad to have um, because he fought me for some time, I'm going to sabotage the kid. Meaning I'm going to ruin the kid as the father knows the kid. We'll show you that in a minute. Also, give them medicine. Give them medicine. Put them on medication. Oh, the kid's depressed. Medicate them. That's sabotaging the kid. All right, so she'll destroy the kid, sabotage the kid in the last-ditch effort to do what? Oh, time's running out. Time to sabotage the kid. All right, this is like this is like um, what Jim Jones did when they were about to come down on him. He had a good little thing, but shit was falling apart. Last-ditch effort, everybody takes cyanide poison. All right, this is basically what they do. Also, they will do things like pre prevent the child uh, from growing meaning okay the child needs to be 16 17 18 19 20 oh no you don't have to do anything just stay in the back bedroom it'll be fine don't do anything live here and they'll develop a codependency relationship with the child meaning they can't exist without each other even though the child's now an adult the child still needs that parent and if the child even as an adult say i'm going to live with dad oh don't do that they'll they'll make it hard for the child so even if she's struggling and, and they'll somehow maybe have the child pay rent, live in the garage, live in the basement. Okay. Uh, let me show you about sabotaging the kid here. I'll show you here. Or let the kid drop out of school and knowing that the kid's not going to go away to college now. That's a sabotage. Okay. Oh, just the, the, yeah, no, no, don't, don't become anything. Why? Because they, that parent needs the other kid. So they'll sabotage the kid and prevent them from doing what? Going away. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Let's show you sabotage the kid. All right, I'm showing you like wax on, wax off. All right, wax on, wax on. All right, this is Jeff Younger, Jeffrey Younger here. So this is a guy who married a feminist, never married a feminist. And uh, he married a woman who's a psychologist, a pseudoscientist. And um, he marries a mom. They break up praying mantis, which is a was a, is a tactic. And now the father says, my son is a boy. The mother says, my son is a trans son. 
meaning my son is identified as a girl when the when the son's with me, my son identifies as a girl. Now she's convinced. Now the son is very young. This is a picture of when the son is supposedly identifying. And then what she'll do is say, hey, this, the son dresses up in dresses and princess dresses when they're with the mother. But when the father, when the son goes to the father, he makes the son wear boy clothes. Okay, this is a, this is a sabotage. All right, we, we already know this, this, this young boy don't have no opinion about nothing. All right, and he probably don't even know the difference between a dinosaur and a lizard. He don't know nothing. He don't know nothing about nothing. So what happened is uh, uh, Jeffrey Younger takes the mother to court. And just by my information, I've met this gentleman twice. I think once it, for sure, but twice at the 21 convention in Orlando. Shout out to Jeff or Jeffrey. I've met him in person, had a conversation with him. And I said, tell me how much you've spent. Again, tell me how much you spent fighting this case. He said at least $2 million. New, 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 new world order. I got money. I'm rich, bitch. I don't know him to be a millionaire like that. But it is what it is. So what happened was the courts stripped James Younger's father, Jeffrey, of custody, but says permission is needed for puberty block blockers. And so... The mother wants to give the kid puberty blockers to transition the son into a daughter. But the court blocked that at the time in August of 2021 at the time, because Jeffrey Younger, the father, was not allowing the son to. Excuse me, to dress up like a uh, like a woman when the son was there, the mother took the, the father to court and then also. Also, Jeffrey could not expound any religious information to the son, could not talk about masculinity, so could not talk about being a male or a man. He could not have these conversations with the son. He could not have these conversations with the son. He couldn't say, be a man, grow up, be tough, be strong, get some muscles. He could not have these conversations. The mother, the monster, the, the baby mother, the bitter baby mom blocked him from even talking about Christianity or Christ to the child. Plus it cost him $2 million. Okay. Now let's go to this article. This is as of January 6, 2023, Texas dad fears ex-wife plans to chemistry, chemistry, chemically castrate nine-year-old son. And I also believe the mother moved from a different location. I'm not sure. A Texas father is at the center of a bitter years long, Gender transition case claiming that his ex-wife has moved to California. That's what I thought because I've had this conversation with him. So she moved to California again, hiding in plain sight. I'm going to move. I'm going to move. But they're having this custody battle. He's been stripped of custody and also the ability to teach his son. And then also now the mother's in California. And now that he has no custody, she's now going to just jump the law and say, I'm going to just do the chemicals at, at will. I'm going to do what? As I said is a recipe for a bitter baby mama. She makes decisions unilaterally. When she gets to the decision making unilaterally, she's a bitter baby mom. I know what's best. Dude, they don't even know what's best when the po when everybody got the poke. All right, they know nothing. They know nothing but the, but but themselves. 
but they will just say, I know best. I'm going to make it unilaterally, and I'm going to do this. And it's oftentimes sabotage, chemical castration, medication, medical procedures, pokes. It's, it's all stuff that is based on their fear or to sabotage them, basically making them distinct from you. They make them distinct from you. All right. They damage them how you love them. You love them one way. They damage them. So then, oh, you don't love them. Okay. See, so you don't love you no more. Okay. Um, here it is. It says right here, James, who identifies as a girl named Luna. The young boy identifies as Luna. Okay. It says right here, Jeff Younger, a dad of two who unsuccessfully ran for Texas State, <laughs> State House campaigning against anti-trans platform. So he's trying anything. He's trying to run from office. Uh, appeared on Tucker Carlson on uh, Thursday, shared a video that purported to show his son identifying himself as a girl. And then in the recording, nine-year-old James said, ask if he is a boy to which he replied, no, I'm a girl. Okay, the grade schooler, nine-year-old, nine, nine. Like anyway, so she's putting referees up as well. This is another tactic. She's using referees, pediatricians, doctors, physicians, people in the, you know, the woke culture, psychologists, pseudoscientists. She's putting these people in between the parentage. This is baby mama terrorism 101. I already told you that they will they will uh, use involve uh, referees. So she's using the referees to object. Um, anyway, that's the story here. And this is the mom. This is the, <laughs> Jesus. Be careful who you knock up. So uh, this is the mom. And this is the this is the young boy who is now Luna, the girl. That's him dressed up as Luna. His alter ego. <sighs> Bring it down. Next bit of evidence here. Next bit of evidence is going to be, uh, let's see. Next bit of evidence is going to be, oh, that was it. Uh, the, the last bit of information is the question you have to ask, and I'm going to put this question up right here. Okay. What? And this is what you always have to ask yourself when you're presenting the situation. This is the ultimate question. What is her plan for the child? What is the ultimate goal? Like, do you have plans and aspirations for your children? Are you walking them through this plan? Like, if you want 100% custody, where are you going with this? Statistically, we know most of these situations, the kid ends up torn up. The kid ends up depressed, ADHD, criminal, dropout, pregnancy, the statistics, criminal, uh, on the penal, penal system, juvenile delinquent, drug addict, depressed, self-deleter, all right, no goal, no ambition, dropout. I mean, that's what the statistics tell us when this happens. But we allow this to happen. Thug, gangbanger, criminal, juvenile, I mean, you name it. This is what typically happens of the child if the father then removes themselves. What? What? Is the plan for the child, meaning once the child becomes 18, what now? Oftentimes you will find out there's no plan after that. Or the plan is to continue to have no relationship with the father. Hey, continue to have no relationship with the father. And only times will tell when that child turns around. Man, I need my dad. I miss my dad. And it could be when there are 20, 26, 30, 32. But by that point, the damage is done.
you not only that the father's been stripped of this time and the mother can no longer really interfere as we played you earlier the the 26 year old man that finally got with his dad and was like oh man he's a good guy okay or i was dumb in the age and i fell for the okie doke what is the plan oftentimes the kid is going nowhere kids nowhere and the mother will be totally fine with it <laughs> you don't need to do that you can be a loser I'm a loser. You can be a loser. They have no plan for the child. They have no future, no finances. They will allow the child to live in worse conditions than the father's living just because they're a bitter baby mom. And then when the child says, well, dad's over here doing this. Oh, really? Instead of saying, go live with dad, he has a better situation for you and perhaps a plan. They'll say, well, I guess I can get some more child support money from him. This is a bitter baby mom. Now, in our society, everything that I've explained is very evident. It's plain to see. Many of you guys know at least one person like this, maybe related to one person like this. It may, in fact, be your own mother that was like this. So none of this is under dispute. It's very evident to see. I gave you very much clear-cut evidence as uh, videos, pictures, court cases, legit court cases. We, we've given it to you all, but the problem is nobody calls it out. Nobody calls it out, and everybody wants to act like what it is. Oh, well, you're just a deadbeat. No. The courts, the kids are being used as weapons against the father. And the only way they could continue to happen is if the father fights. And that actually is a lose-lose proposition. Okay? But this is an American tragedy. We act like, oh, the dad just left. He's a deadbeat. He's a deadbeat. Dad just left. He couldn't hack it. He's a loser. He's an alcoholic, drug addict, sold drug, crackhead. He got with another woman. He impregnated them. He, he's an abuser. He touched. My kid wants to transition. My kid's depressed. Medicate him up. They come up with everything they possibly can do. Then put the kid with the child 50-50. When it goes 50-50, they lose their mind. They go into court, as we showed you. The judge says, equal time. She lost it. She said, I can't do it. Take me to jail instead of having equal custody. Huh? This is what we are dealing with here. Shout out to everybody here. New, 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 new world order. All right. What do we got here? Let me see something. See here. Somebody texting me. Um, what a world we live in. Clown world, huh? We got uh Justin O says 28, making good money. Wait a minute. I can't. I, I lost the page. 28 making good money. Just looking at society makes me not want to dive into marriage and have kids. Told my dad, my me, he says, told my dad that the legacy will probably end with me. He was sad, but completely understood. Well, I'm glad that people are um, acknowledging that the relationships and marriage and children is not what it used to be. And I'm glad parents are, I'm hopefully parents are not putting pressure on their kids to do this under these dire circumstances, right? Um, or to make you sacrifice yourself. Uh, but who's to say it doesn't work? I, I can't really say it will work for who or what, but I will say statistically, statistics speak. And of course, people who don't want to deal with the statistics, all right, that should be curious enough for you. They tell you to lay your life down. My, Matt Walsh was telling you, oh, just go for it. It might destroy you or you might win. Okay, come on, man. Just go for it. You might lose your kids or not. Anyway. Maryland guy. I tried to donate sperm one time for cash and was told I was too short. At 5'7", 
in a quarter when I was measured. I'm thinking it was a blessing in disguise <laughs> as I heard sperm, sperm donors being chased after for child support. I didn't know you had to be a certain height, but I guess they would know for the amount of people that come in there. I'm sure they say he needs to be at least six foot four. Wow, you're too short for sperm donating sperm. Wow. Jeremiah Franz, good information tonight. Thank you for taking the time to put this one together. I shared it with all my friends going through this. And men suffer in silence, meaning they have no, they, they're told to not have a position. Just pay the money. Just do this. Just keep fighting. Don't you know that um, um, being sued or actually participating in a situation where uh, you constantly have to go to court to fight for your kids is malicious. It's malicious litigation, right? And they know eventually they'll wear you down. Now, they'll sacrifice their kids. We do participate in child sacrifice in this country. Vimo's not letting me get in, so I just want to let y'all know. And this is sacrificing the child. Nobody ever sets the mom straight. Like, okay, y'all, dad, don't worry about it. You don't have to fight. Right? But they'll make you fight, fight, fight. I'm looking at this. Wait a minute. I got a, I got a text message saying I got a flight somewhere, but I ain't leaving that day. What the hell day is this? I did get, what flight is this? <laughs> I got a flight. I don't know what flight I'm supposed to be at. All right, uh-oh. I'm supposed to be somewhere and I messed it up. Uh, let's see here. I'm supposed to be somewhere. Let me check Vimo over here. Maybe I picked the wrong flight going somewhere. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my Lord. I better check what's going on because I think I'm supposed to go somewhere next month. I might have picked the wrong date. Damn shame. Okay, so let me see here. Let me see if I can get to these transactions. Because I'm sure ain't supposed to leave tonight. Okay, we got everybody on Venmo. All right, let me check the PayPals. PayPal time. Massman says CGA therapists and psychologists are some of the biggest losers. Is that boozers? Or did it say losers? I can't say it. I don't know what that is. The biggest what? On the planet. He says just they are just articulate a bunch of uh, BS. And what they do is partic- uh, articulate a bunch of chicken bop. Is that losers? Or boozers? Or pill droppers? Airlines got me like that too? Yeah, something happened, man. I think they messed up on my ticket because I'm sure I ain't supposed to fly out somewhere. Maybe they got it wrong. But I better check my ticket. I'm a little bit concerned now because <laughs> I'm supposed to have a whole day of vacation coming up next month. And I'm looking at the date and it's right around. Oh, boy. All right. We do have another PayPal and then we're going to get the hell up out of here for the evening. Yeah, I'm getting flowed out. I hope I didn't buy the ticket for the wrong damn day. What do we got here? Because uh, I'm looking at the flight, the connecting flight. I'm like, damn, that's the one I'm supposed to. No, it's not a Monday. Oh, maybe I got to check that out. Shout out to Need. Need sell it for less. Ned sell it for less. Shout out to you paying to view. Thank you, sir. I'm Now I messed up. All right, shout out to everybody, man. We got everybody. Uh, let me check Cash App before we go. Appreciate y'all, man. Do y'all best with this uh, stream. Not a lot of people viewing, well, not the normal viewers, but everybody's watching Dallas, San Francisco. Appreciate y'all, brothers. We'll be back in the morning. 
Shout out to the Coast Gang. And we out of here. Kaylee time. Bring it on home, Kaylee. Peace. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to.